Ah, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah, no cold open. We're just gonna go straight into the beginning. Alrighty then. Alvin, you've disgraced me for the last time. <laughs> just like Gary Cooper, huh? I think the cartoon just started. Hello and welcome back to Acme Podcast Incorporated. I am your host, Laser Jay, and with me as always is my good friend. Hey, it's your co-host Kai. What's up, everybody? Yep, here we are, back in the saddle again. Coming to you back to back with another episode this fine Monday. Uh, this week we're talking about uh, Shaman King. The first 16 episodes of Shaman King and the first 25 episodes of Yu Yu Hakusho. Before anyone asks, Shaman King was like, we needed a place to stop with Shaman King, because Shaman King is kind of one of those series that it doesn't. There's a there are arcs, but they there's no like there's not as much arbitrary like. It doesn't like have this, as many good stopping points. Yeah, it doesn't have as many good stopping points. So we went to up to sixteen because that's right at the beginning of the tournament, and yeah. like stuff, some stuff happened. We got to see most of the cast. Yeah, I know. still think stopping before Faust would have been smarter, honestly. Yeah, I like Faust though. I do too. Well, actually, no, I hate Faust, but we'll get I mean, to I, that. I like him as a character. I don't even like him as a character. Uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Uh, so let's just do our week real quick, and uh, our weeks real quick, and then we'll get to some upkeep with Amphibia and the Owl House, and then uh, we'll hop into. We'll activate our Oversoul and head into Shaman King. There you go. You got yeah. it. You got in the joke. Yeah. Uh... Do you want to go first? Uh yeah, my I mine's short, so uh, <clears throat> I'm just gonna start off by saying that there was no episode last time because uh, antidepressants are kicking my ass. Yeah, your body seems to have adjusted now, though. I've mostly adjusted, but not entirely. It it's like mm-hmm. every other day I'm super drowsy after taking it. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and maybe the the longer you take it, maybe you'll it'll you know, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I I honestly haven't noticed any real difference since starting it. And I know it's supposed to take a couple weeks to really kick in, but other mm-hmm. than the drowsiness and maybe some like stomach issues, I haven't really noticed any positive changes. So I'm gonna talk to my doctor about not being on it because I really just. I really just wanted help with my ADHD, not, like, my depression is, like, very slight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you should probably talk to him, like, next week. I, I, ha- I have an appointment on the 13th, so... Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so that, that... I just couldn't get the motivation up to... I still haven't gotten the motivation up to edit, but tomorrow I'm just gonna have to do both episodes in one day. Yeah. Uh, 
wasn't it part wasn't the last episode partially edited already oh god no oh god well so what what will happen is is you're gonna see either one episode is gonna go up oh no both or, are okay both are got it both are yeah so both uh, episodes are going to go up so we can, you know, yeah. double up so double so double episodes this Monday. Yeah. Uh, both episodes are going to go up. Just speaking that into existence. Got it. Uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, Beat Ghost Tsushima. Nice. And I started a very casual replay of, of uh, Fallout 4. Oh. And I mean extremely casual. I'm basically just messing around with settlements. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, other than that, I got nothing. So go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got nothing either. I got. I don't got a whole lot. I built some new steps for the front of the house earlier uh, today. I was mix. I messed mixed a bunch of concrete and put in some cinder blocks and built the new steps nice. and we evened out the uh, the front of the house we're gonna have to fix the fucking door though mm. but you know not to paint siding whatever painting's not that big a deal nah, I actually don't it mind. Be worse yeah I don't honestly I don't mind painting it's kind of meditative yeah you, you get a rhythm going yeah, if I got something to listen to, it's like whatever. Yeah. But other than that, there's not much going on with me other than like the stuff we watched. I mean, I, I was, I mean, I'm catch, I was reading One Piece, but like you know, yeah, there's not much to comment on there. I'm still trying to catch up yeah. on One Piece. Um, the new arc is starting to get to its climax, so maybe by the time I actually catch up, the <laughs> arc will be over. Yeah. Or I might just wait till it's actually fucking over. I don't know. Oh. But other than that, not a whole lot. Um, I mean, the only other thing is like the FGO summer event is happening. But uh. <laughs> so a lot of my time has been farming for materials in the summer event and like oh, getting rolling for characters. Mm. Although good? I only. Uh, oh, yeah, I only wanted one of the new Summer characters. I mm-hmm. wanted Summer Ushi Wakamaru. And then they have the new... They finally got costumes for, like, the male characters, like the the, sex, the sexy beach costumes. Mm-hmm. There's three of them. Caster Gilgamesh, Robin Hood, and uh, Edmund Dantes. So mm-hmm. they they were also on the on the banner to roll for them, and I got Edmund Dantes. Nice. AKA, AKA the Count of Monte Cristo. Nice. Yeah, he's a five star. He's an adventure. Oh yeah, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yeah, he was the original character to have that class. Yeah. And then the, then they just then they made some other characters Avengers. Yeah. But uh, other than that, not a whole lot. Okay. So, do you want to do Amphibia first, or yeah, oh, let's yeah, yeah. let's start with Amphibia. Uh. Let me just pull up that list again. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're doing Truck Stop Polly and A Caravan Named Desire and Quarrelers Pass and Toad Catcher. So the, a truck, the Truck Stop Polly and a, uh, a Caravan Named Desire, It's we talked about last time how Polly and Hot Pop really haven't had 
episodes to them about them or focusing yeah. on them. And, and then immediately we get these two episodes. Yeah. Uh, what was Caravan again? Caravan was like the acting troupe. And That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was about Hot Pop's dead dream to be an actor. Yeah. We so also, for Hoppadaya, we also had uh, the ballad of Hoppadaya Planter before yeah, that. Yeah. But, uh... I, like I said, I think we might be getting a character arc for Hoppadaya in this absolutely season, for sure because uh, some a- Anne was kind of the huge focus of season one yeah and she's only really had one episode to herself so far which is the uh well no she's had Hun- two she had two she was there was the yeah. first episode which was the handy Anne. handy Anne, and then she had hunter Anne. yeah and hunter and hunter right um i liked seeing soggy joe again <laughs> yeah I honestly didn't think we were going to see him again, considering we had left. Uh, what's the name of the town again? I, I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, if it's named, I don't remember what it was called. But it, yeah. it definitely was, and I feel horrible that I can't fucking remember it. Yeah, me too, right? It's kind of, kind of a character onto itself, in a way. Yeah. Also, we didn't see the um, the robot at the end of any of these. That's true, yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah. I'm sure they'll come... They'll, like, I'm sure having it at the end of every single episode kind of would have gotten old. Yeah, also I feel like maybe they'd run out of things to do with it. Mm-hmm. Pretty quick if they did it every episode. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't have too much to say about these two. It's just nice to see... Because Polly had like one episode about her in season one. Like, yeah. Just she... the... The singular episode. She she's kind of a blank slate at this point. We we know she likes fighting, and she's a baby. She is literally baby. Yes. Yes. Um. um yeah. And then, Hopadaya, uh, he's had some fep- he's had he's had some episodes, obviously, but yeah, know. he's had more hints at things than actual things. Yeah. I'm glad we got back to the, like, acting thing. Yeah. Because we only kind of only got mu- uh, some of it in the um, episode with uh, the talent show. Mm-hmm. Because it was, like, that whole thing of, like, him projecting his own desires onto a yeah. sprig. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and then the next two are... Uh, Horrors uh, Pass and Toadcatcher. I really liked both of these episodes. Yeah, I have more to say about Toadcatcher, but Horrors Pass was really good because it. We have. There's been. You know what? I just realized there hasn't been a single episode just about Polly and Sprig, even though they're brother yeah. and sister. Yeah. It like they. They've had very little like meaningful interaction beyond haha. It's a joke. Yeah, haha, ha, I'm, you know, we're brother and sister, but, like, I'm glad we got an episode focusing on their relationship as siblings in some capacity. Absolutely. Because, I mean, I can always relate to anything about... Siblings. Having, having siblings, having siblings, because I've got yeah. two. Yeah. And my, the second youngest sibling, the one who lives with me, when we were, like, God, from, from kids to, like, I want to say to like late high school well when i was in late high school we just 
hated each other. <laughs> we we were fucking. It was it was like we were really mean to each other when we were younger, and I'm, I was mainly mean to them. And then as we got older, it was like slowly, slowly tapered off, and then yeah. eventually we just kind of like, you know, now we found really, a rhythm. Yeah, it's... now we're really close. Yeah, I mean we get on each other's nerves, obviously, from time to time, but that's just the the nature of living with someone. That's, yeah, that's literally just the nature of living with someone, no matter how much you like them. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of living with someone, Toadcatcher. Oh, I did not expect them to go. This yeah. Direction. Um, I just want to say that before we get into it. I, throughout this episode, I was kind of almost expecting a redemption arc for the Toad. Oh, we yeah, have Grimes? For Grimes, yeah. I'm glad we didn't get it. Oh, yeah, no, same. He really what? doesn't need it. No, I like that him and Sasha are evil friends. Yeah. And... Oh, uh, that scene when he finally calls Sasha out about... Yeah. Her, why she's been trying so hard not to think about Anne was just, mm, mm, chef kiss. Yeah. Please. It's just, I don't, I did not expect, I didn't know where they were going to go with her character, honestly, after that, because I'm like, there's two ways you could go with it. Like, I mean, well, there's a lot of ways you could go with it, but like, the two main ways are like, she doesn't know what to do with herself, and she, and she just wants to find Anne, or she's really bitter and vengeful. So, and we went with the second one. Yeah, I I still think there's room for a Sasha redemption arc, but Grimes does not need one. Yet I no, I don't think there. I mean, I think he'll. I think there's a potential for one like later, but like he doesn't really need it. I don't. Okay, here's the thing. I don't want him to have one. No, I don't want him to have one either. But I do want it to be like Grimes thinks he's beyond saving, but Sasha could be. Yeah. Because I feel like at the end of the day, uh, that's that's a phrase. Um, Sasha has to go home. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, she does. Um, it's just a matter of so she how, has how and when. yeah, so she kind of has to have a redemption arc in there somewhere. It would be real interesting if like there was a redemption arc for her, but Anne and her were never friends again. That. Yeah, some some things are irreparable. Um, yeah, I it would be really interesting and mature to like, even though Sasha has changed, it doesn't change the fact that Anne was hurt by her so much. Yeah. Uh, God, I cannot wait for that eventual confrontation. I really just want to see what the deal with Marcy is. Yeah, she's the she's super mysterious, and again, she's in the opening. She was holding the box, and I'm like, clearly, we're gonna get back to that at some point. At some point, I. Mm. You know what's really mm. funny? What? I she said her name so many fucking times in the episode, but I actually forgot the general's name. Yeah, I can't remember it either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just terrible with names, though. I, I think that they're. You know how Hoppadia mentioned there's like a bunch of newt wizards. Yeah. I think there might be some sort of, like, unspoken amphibian hierarchy here. 
Yeah, like definitely. We, we had the toads above the frogs, but I think the newts are above the toads. Definitely. You, you it it's pretty clear in um uh at the end of uh Toadcatcher uh when when Grimes is like it's long past time for a uh, for a toad to lead to Utopia rule. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's time for a toad to lead, yeah. Yeah. There's clearly some sort of, like, caste system. Absolutely, yeah. And I'm curious... if They they probably won't explore it all that much, but it's kind of a neat, subtle world-building thing. Yeah. And if you notice, in the... Uh, in, in the first season, all the newts are, like, kind of, like, higher-class citizens within... Oh, yeah, like... Yeah, like the, uh... Freaking, um... What was his name? The, the reviewer, the... the critic. Yeah. The the guy Bleakly. Yeah, the uh, Bleakly guy. God. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember his name either. I can't remember the actor's name either. Uh but he, yeah. he was on Kids in the Hall. I know that. Hmm. Um Yeah, we talked about this. Yeah. Uh <clears throat> He talks like this. No, that's a horrible imitation of him. Um Oh how delightful. Yeah. No, that that's just Taco. Yeah, that is. I do from T V. <laughs> I almost did a Jerry Seinfeld instead. It, it's e- oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, I, I know, I know. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, um, what's the deal with uh? What's the deal, George? I don't know what's going on. Whatever. You never know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Anyway. Um. Yeah, so I, yeah, there's I, I, definitely, uh, but him, the uh, that that guy, the food reviewer guy, um, the the, the critics oh, the, from from the talent show. Yeah, the the cafe owner and the daughter who's friends with Sprig that Sprig has a crush on. I thought she was a frog. No, they're newts. She the daughter doesn't look like a newt. She the mother like is. Hmm. Eh, doesn't matter. I, th- I thought she was just a tall frog. I mean, it. it, it who cares? It's yeah. It it doesn't yeah. matter, but. But um. Oh no, she's a much. frog. She's a frog. Yeah. I, yeah. Yes, I told you. That's, yeah, I was right. Because she doesn't have a tail. That's right. Yeah. They are frogs. They just they're just weirdly skinny frogs. I wonder if there's any distinction between newts and salamanders. Probably. Oh, do you know who I want? You know who I want to be the king? A salamander. I want it to be a giant Japanese salamander. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. You ever see it? Okay, any of you who don't haven't seen a Japanese giant Japanese salamander, go look at them. They're so cute. They're pretty. They're they're big chungus. They're. They are the definition of big chungus. Yeah, they're big chungus. You, you look big chungus in the dictionary, you see the picture of Bugs Bunny, and then you see the picture of the salamander. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, uh, not much else to say other than that. Yeah, so that that that's it for Amphibia. Uh, tonight's house. episode I'm looking forward to, uh, Swamp and Sensibility and Wax Museum. Ooh. Uh, the, this is the episode that has the froggy versions of, uh, Grunkle Stan and Seuss. Oh, yeah. 
they, they uh, previewed that. I'm kind of sad yeah. that they previewed that, but you know. I really wish. I was gonna say I really wish. It's the Darth Maul's lightsaber thing all over again. Oh yeah, yeah. That. I mean, I'm glad they showed that in the trailer when I was nine years old because I was. It got me crazy excited. I was yeah. already excited to Star Wars, but then it was like, oh, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, and but, it kind of is the coolest thing in that whole fucking movie. I, uh, I mean, you'll, yeah, Darth Maul pod is racing, pod, pod racing. Oh yeah, pod, pod racing. Pod racing is pretty cool. Pod racing, Darth Maul, and then Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, yeah. Too bad Qui Gon Jinn's a fucking moron. Uh, he's. No. Uh-huh. I I disagree wholeheartedly, but that's a discussion for another time. Yeah, that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish. Uh though if we're mm-hmm. just going on what we see in the movie, yeah, you're right. Yeah. But when you take into account expanded universe stuff, no. I mean you mean the stuff that's not canon anymore? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm fucking busting your balls, man, but anyway. He's uh, the first guy in the new canon to do the Force Ghost. Oh, okay, fair enough. He's the one but, uh, who figured that out. Fair enough. Uh, that That's something you discover later in Clone Wars, but we'll get there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Owl House. Yeah. Well, one more thing I'd like to say about him, actually. Yes? Um, even before KOTOR... Mm-hmm. He was the first, like not historically first, but like real world chronologically first introduced character who was defined as a gray Jedi. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, that's basically a lot of why I like Qui Gon Jinn. Uh, okay. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, Owl House. We've got. The first uh, day. The first day, really small problems, and understanding Willow. Yeah. I loved the first day. Yes. I, I love those detention kids. I hope we see them again. I hope we see a lot of them again. Yeah, I want them um, to be at least... I want them to be semi-recurring characters. Yeah. Um. I like that they had... I like the secret passageway idea. I like yeah. the... Um, it's kind of a play on the uh, Harry Potter thing. Yeah, it is. this is really vamping a lot on Hogwarts stuff. Yeah, it's 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 like I this show is a is like it it's a combination of Harry Potter, the Dark Crystal, and like Little Witch Academia. Yeah, I was. Yeah, you you one hundred percent. I mean, well, not maybe not Dark Crystal, but like Jim Henson. Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I I think there's a, a little bit Dark Crystal, a little bit Labyrinth. Yeah, a lot of labyrinth vibes for sure. Yeah, uh, like eighties fantasy. That that that's. Yeah. Oh man, I love me a good dumb eighties fantasy movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, le- uh, story that never en- never ending story. That's what it is. Yeah, never ending story for sure. Um. But uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, um, first day was really good. Oh, also, uh, Ida, the portrait of Ida in the the. Yeah, and then the the. At the end, with in the uh, detention space, I'm I actually am really curious because we actually got to see, um, 
Gus and Willow combine their magics, and it really m makes me curious about the other ways you can combine all the other schools of magic. Yeah. Because that, that was kind of one of the, other than like the, the cool stuff with the detention kids, that was kind of one of the most interesting things in that episode. Yeah. Was the prospects of how all of these magical schools could combine together, especially by Luce, who just kind of wants to do everything. Yeah. Um, I, I have... Mm -hmm. <sighs> so, so now you can learn more than one school of magic, but that's still going to be an issue because of the uh, coven system. Yeah, that's true. But Luce never joined one. No, she didn't, and I don't. It, I don't think anyone who's a student joins one. I think that's something you join when you like graduate. After you, like, yeah, you, after you graduate, for sure. Yeah. Um. But it it's still it's still interesting because it's like, are we? I feel like it, it's uh. So we're getting into speculation here. Uh, but that mm. that's that that's half the fun, really. Um, yeah, totally. Uh, do you think? One of the major plot lines we're going to see in the show is the abolition of the coven system. Totally. I mean, the the emperor and his coven kind of seem to be like this looming big bad, and also like Ida and not just Ida, but like Luz as a whole kind of spits in the face of the entire structure, the establishment. That, the establishment not just like not not as like Ida did it literally Luce does it just by being herself yeah because Ida was a troublemaker Luce is just free-spirited and yeah. not only is she free-spirited and wants to do everything she's a human which makes her even more unique in that way and she uses a completely different kind of magic compared to everybody else she uses an older magic yeah which is definitely also going to come up more because definitely it, it I'm very curious how that's going to play out. Um, I think one of the things I'm looking forward to the most is are we going to get an episode where Luce gets her own palisman? That feels like an endgame scenario. Yeah, I, yeah. Like I think it's I, I think it's one of those. I think it's like I'm going to call season three. Probably. Okay. Like it. I think this show might have. I'm going to say four seasons, probably, maximum. And that'll probably be, like, season three or the end of season two. I, I was going to say, just, uh, just just based on, you know, Dana Terrace as a creator. Mm -hmm. uh, and pulling in a little bit, you know, her relationship with Alex Hirsch. Um, and, you know, you can sort of learn a little bit about a person by who they're in a relationship with. You know? Yeah, that's that's fair. Um I could see her being having an endpoint in mind already. Like Alex Hirsch was very clear with Gravity Falls. This was always supposed to be two seasons. I knew yeah. from the start I had a finite story. I could see Owl House being the same thing. Yeah, I think she she has a finite story, it's just a matter of how long is the finite story. Yeah. I hope for three seasons. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would love I for three. I would love for more. I would love for ten seasons, like six seasons in a movie. 
to bring back that whole hashtag. I I um, think that like, but because of because this season has set up so many things and like is mostly just build up. I think we might get like three seasons. Yeah. No. Same. Like, I feel like with exactly what you're saying. Uh, with with the things this season is set up, I feel like they could do a really well put together, tight knit, packaged up story in three seasons. Yeah, I think. Um, I I think the most likely scenario is like three seasons, and then maybe like some sort of like, I don't know, uh, maybe a movie, maybe some sort of comic book series that like wraps up loose ends like Gravity Falls did. Yeah, uh, th- that comic book. Said, I I don't, I don't really see a movie being necessary. Like I just said, six seasons in a movie because that's a an established yeah, joke. Um, Wait, hold on. How many seasons does Steven Universe have? Uh, five seasons, a movie, and then the sequel series. I mean, if you count the sequel series, I mean that's technically six seasons in a movie. I know, but they make a very clear point. This is not Steven Universe. This is Steven Universe Future. Like, even the creators. And the movie came before that season, so... Darn it. Yeah. So Um, close to six seasons (laughs) in a movie. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but yeah, I I just feel like three seasons could be really tight, wrap up all the plot points they're introducing, and maybe a few more that they have yet to introduce. Especially since they really... I remember when we first started talking about this show, I thought... Amity would be an end of the season uh, turnaround, but they've really already turned her around. Yeah, and it's been really good, but we can talk about that more when we get to uh, understanding Willow. Yes, yes, absolutely. I, I just wanted to say, um, but yeah, no, for sure. Because oh, wait, there was one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just let me finish my train of thought. Um, Sorry, it's all good. But because they sped up that course, uh, that that plot line to. I'm pretty sure tonight's episode, uh, Grom Fright. Um, oh, I'm so excited I'm for so that exci- episode. Yeah, um, it's gonna be gay. Like, just straight gonna, up, like, be, yeah, it's, it, gonna it's, be gay. it's written, the script, screenwrite, the screenplay was written by Molly Knox Ostertag, who is the wife of Noel Stevenson, who is the showrunner was the showrunner for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power, as well as author of a couple graphic novels. Yeah. If it's so, not explicitly gay, there's going to be hard subtext. I've like, seen... Mm-hmm. I've seen some spoilers. Oh, then shh, don't, don't... I won't say anything. I, I won't say anything. Help. I won't... Um, but I, I just had to say... Okay, you know what? I won't say anything. About, I've seen some spoilers. Um, okay. I'll leave it at that. But... Um, but just based on who wrote it, mm-hmm. it's gonna be gay. It like there's the, there's no chance it's not. It I I don't even think subtext. Um, what I was what I was gonna say a minute ago was speaking of gay. In this episode, there's that moment where Luce opens the locker, and Amity's having a little freak out. Yeah, like it's okay. I mean, you go to so what? You go to the same school. It doesn't change anything. <laughs> My God, honey. Honey, yeah, you're so. Oh, yeah. Look at this baby lesbian. Yeah. So yeah, that's the first day. 
really small problems. I don't have too much to say about that, but it was fun seeing Tibbles again. Yeah, it was fun seeing Tibbles again, and, uh, you know, King learned a lesson. I do like that they're actually giving King things to do other yeah. than just be, you know, a gremlin. Yeah. And actually being a character. Like, because I, 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 for a long time, I kept thinking that King's whole... There wouldn't be much to King other than just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a gremlin child. Yeah. And uh, they, he, he, they actually give him legitimate character episodes. Yeah, they, they do. Um, and I like that. It, it's very easy to just write out the uh, little mascot character that's initially used to sort of like hook in investors like we can sell dolls of this character it's it's so adorable it's, it's i want i want a king plushie dana terrace has one and it's adorable oh i uh, want it i'm pretty sure it was like handmade by a fan or something or yeah, commission or something a, but if they if they if they start selling those as a official merch i would love to get one absolutely uh also worth noting in really small problems ida's uniform is adorable I, I, I oh, love yeah, the... I, I love Ida. Yeah, yeah. I just across the board mm-hmm. love Ida. Um, yeah, I love Ida too. Can we talk about that moment? Was like, wait, what, kids? Those are my kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's underrated little moment. The other the other underrated moment was from the last episode where Ida said, "If you want, <laughs> you know what you should do on your first day." Punch the toughest kid you can see. It'll show dominance. Oh, <laughs> uh, Ida's the best. Yeah. Uh, also, this, I think this is the first time that, like, Gus and Willow have had any extended, like, conversations or interactions with King. Yeah, it is. Uh, outside of... Oh, which one was it? Was it the Walking House episode? No, it it was the one where Gus is trying to pick who to do an interview with. Was that first? Yeah, that's that that's that's the next episode. That's Will- that's Understanding that's Willow. Okay. Yeah, that was the B plot of Understanding Willow. That's right. That's right. I only remember the A plot. Because <laughs> well, well, the B, you know what? I'll get. I will get there. We'll get yeah. There. Uh, I don't have anything else to say. Really small problem. So let's just. Let's let's get to understanding Willow. Hey, remember when we talked about why Amity might be the way she is last episode? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, her parents. It, oh, it's the, well, it's hard, the northwest. Hard we it's, hard called it. Yeah, it's the northwest all over. It's the northwest all over again. Uh, Fucking up, up their own ass. Yeah. Fucking parents. And it, it, it's not really fair to immediately. Just because it's Disney and it's Dana it, Terrace yeah, to immediately it, it, compare I it. I understand that. But, yeah, I don't want to uh, compare the show to Gravity Falls. Because it, it doesn't it's really its share. Show. It's its own show. It doesn't really share too much with. But it, it it's also just. I don't know what to call the trope itself other than asshole rich parents. Yeah, asshole rich. There's a. I'm sure there's a name for it. Yeah. Uh, but just. Wasp. Wasp parents. Yeah. Lost parents. Uh, but it's just easier to make a direct comparison. And mm-hmm. Gravity Falls is always on my mind to some degree. So Yeah. 
Um, but this this was the episode that I was waiting for. Yeah, yeah, definitely with, Am- with Amity because because we've been we've been obviously talking about Amity slowly coming to like lose as a friend and like having a slight, kind of a bit of a redemption as a character. But there's this throughout the entirety of that. There's been this looming like shadow of the very first episode we see her in where she's a total asshole to Willow and she yeah. Willow even mentions that they used to be friends. Yeah. And now we finally get resolution to that which yeah. Oh, God. <sighs> I don't even know where to begin with this. It... it mm. I think one of my favorite aspects of it was at the end, where Willow... She didn't fully forgive Amity, but she was willing to, like, be like, it's a start. Yeah. Uh... It, it, wasn't, it wasn't just a complete 180. It, it's uh, Willow will remember this. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Willow will remember this. Yeah. It, it's it's a it's a step in the right direction, and I'm glad it wasn't just an immediate like we're friends again, woo, and then it, you know. Yeah. It. it you know. It's called a redemption arc for a reason. Yeah. Uh, I'm al- I'm also glad that I was really worried that. The problem was going to be caused by Luce at the beginning. Mm, yeah. And then it was like, oh, okay, thank God. Yeah. Because <laughs> that would have been... Uh, yeah. I would have hated that, actually. Yeah. Yeah, for real. It would have kind of, like, ruined it, honestly. But, you know, whatever. That's We got we got this, which was... Yeah. It, it kind of... Uh, there's a, I th- there was something similar to this that I'm vaguely remembering. From what? Like, it, it was from something, but you know what? I, I'll, I'll, it'll take me forever to try to remember it, and by the time I do, it'll only be relevant anymore. Huh? The, the re- repairing of memories, or you know. Oh, um. If it vaguely reminds me of something, but it, it doesn't matter. It was. I did like seeing. We didn't just get to see, like, the, the one moment. We got to see everything, like, all these little snapshots of not just Willow's life, but, like, how Amity was so involved in it really early on. Yeah. And, oh, wait, I, did, I need to mention Willow's gay dads. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, Very her two, good. Her two dads. Very good. Very cute. Yeah. Um, hmm. What else to say? I think the B plot is like unnecessary. Yeah, it it was just there to have some laughs in between all the heart wrenching. It, it it kind of like I don't want to say it ruined the pacing of the main plot, but it was like like I do not care about this. Can we please get back to like the juicy stuff? Yeah, it it. it it's a very it sitcomy plot. Yeah, it, this that B plot would have been better in another episode. Yeah, um, I really feel like 
the the willow plot really should have just been the sole part of the episode but i think they needed they need a pad for time uh and i think most tv execs are like you gotta have b plot Mm -hmm. i think we could have gotten something interesting like if gus had actually asked actually when it would have been really interesting if at first gus was just asking like you know pretty surface level questions but then he started to ask like some real hard ones like actually hard questions like yeah. hey what's the deal with your sister Ida? what's the deal with that <laughs> what what's the, what's up with that and hey king are you actually the king of demons are you really prove yeah. it to me like i in i think that would have been both funny because of it was like they're both like eh, like they feel really awkward and pressed like that would have been funny but it also would have been like genuinely interesting to press them on those questions yeah yeah that definitely i like, also I go ahead uh, no go you go on I, like i think it, that b plot could have worked better but that's it definitely um i think they also could have done like how the owl house came to be yeah, for sure. I think that that's going to be something that's going to be done later. Yeah. And why Hootie is the way he is. Annoying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, listen. You know when they when they make characters that are supposed to be annoying? Uh yeah. That, I mean it, it that 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 that's just know, what it, Hootie is. I I know that. It doesn't always succeed. I don't feel, you know, like... Yeah, it, it doesn't, but it does with Hootie for me. I always laugh at his antics. You know who I think is one of the better, like, character who was meant to be annoying? Who? Fred Fredberger. Yeah. Fred Fredberger is, without a doubt, the finest creation of the lol random movement in humor. Mm-hmm. I mean, Billy in and of himself is supposed to be kind of an annoying character, but, like, Fred Fredberger literally just exists to be annoying. Yeah. Oh, no nose! No nose! No nose! What was the other one? Cheese from Frickin' Yeah, Fosters. Cheese I didn't care for as much. Yeah, fair enough. But, um... And I'm trying to think of those. Lou's had some kind of amazing faces in this episode. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm always really happy when they let a female character... Make dumb faces? Yeah, make really dumb or gross faces. You know? Yeah. It doesn't get to happen a lot. And, and gets away with it, too. Well, yeah, it gets away with it, totally. Speaking of that, for those who don't know, my, I, my new icon is freaking Lou's... Uh, author photo yeah i i couldn't not it's such a good picture it, it's fun it, it's a lot of fun it, oh god i love it so much uh but um it was also really cute seeing amity before she like dyed, dyed her, her hair yeah yeah i'm curious if she's gonna like when she makes the full full turn if she's gonna like keep like let her hair not be green anymore like she'll just embrace the fact that she has different colored hair yeah 
it, it makes me wonder if maybe she's adopted. Yeah. Uh, and that's what also, know. like, also maybe not like a, not a, a great adoption situation, and that's sort of why the parents are a lot harder on her. Yeah, and we, I mean, and if that's true, we, then it makes her dying her hair even more like yikes yeah because it's like not only am i trying to look more like my parents i'm trying to look more like my brother and sister yeah it's <sighs> it, it yeah Oof. yikes Oof yeah but um not too much else to say other than this is probably <sighs> this is probably one of my favorite episodes so far absolutely it's up there. Like, that and, like, uh, I really liked the training episode on the mountain a lot. Adventure in the Elements. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. another really good one. And then the other one that I really, really liked was um, the first episode we got to see Edith's Curse. Mm, yeah. Um, Where Luce learned her light magic. Yeah, what was that? That was... Like, out of all the episodes so far, those are, like, my three favorite ones. Yeah. I really... Uh, Escape of the Palisman is up there for me. Yeah, Escape of the... Yeah, that was... Yeah. There's, there's a lot of good episodes. Yeah. it. I mean, every episode's good, but particularly... Yeah. There's some, like, not as good ones, but, like, they're not bad. Yeah. There hasn't been a bad one. Yeah. But, um, uh, that's it for Upkeep. Yep, it's it for Upkeep. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to, uh, well, it's, it's Shaman King. It's Shaman King. It's Shaman King. Shaman King. I'm you, good, we can. You good to go? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. And welcome back again to Acme Podcast Incorporated, where we're talking about Shaman King, the first 16 episodes. Yeah. As mentioned, we needed some sort of arbitrary stopping point for Shaman King. Yeah. And, um, and um, we probably won't revisit this again anytime soon until the reboot comes out. Yeah. Uh, we've also got the reboot for Yu Yu Hakusho coming out. Um, wait, that was a, a, of the full series, or, I thought that was just an OVA. Or OVA, or movie, or whatever. Well, those, the OVAs came out. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah, we should talk about them after the, after we're done with the show. Oh, man, I, I haven't seen those, I, I, I haven't seen them. Yeah, they're, they're actually, they're actually listed on the, uh, the thing. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Um. So we can, we can talk about those once we're, uh, done with the show. Hell Yeah. Uh, I didn't see those on there because I have them on my external hard drive. Yeah, um, they were on the listing where I was watching them. Got it. All uh, right, uh, so the first... So Shaman King is about, uh... Well, Yo, first, Asakura. Yeah, well, I was going to say we open on Manta. Yeah, Manta, who is basically our, like... He, audience, audience insert. Yeah, he's Joe Everyman. Yeah, but um, um, essentially, Shaman King is um, uh, the anime is based off of the manga series written and illustrated by Hiroyuki Take, uh, and it was originally in Shonen Jump, 
it ran from like 1998 to 2004. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bef- before we go on, mm-hmm. uh, if you want, if you haven't watched it and you're wondering what Monta looks like, picture Light from Death Note, but chibi. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, oh, I also want to mention that I watched the four kids dub. <laughs> yeah, you did. You. But before you put me uh, my head on a pike, I also went and read the manga. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say you had the patience of a saint if you were able to get through more than an episode of that. Listen, as much as I shit on four kids, it's not that bad. It's bad. Yeah. It's bad, but it's not that bad. At least when it comes to, like... I'm not... Like, okay. When it comes to One Piece, I'm kind of personally insulted by the four kids dub of One Piece. Yeah. Shaman <laughs> King, I don't have as much a- attachment to. I mean, th- there's some good people on this cast for the English dub. Uh, Sean Shambles, yeah. Amitamaru. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dan Green is Flying Zen Brother number two. Gah. Uh... I don't. I don't know. I don't think we even got to the Flying Zen Brothers, but yeah, I remember them actually. It's oh. been a while though. Yeah, but I, I remember. I, I recognize a lot of these, a lot of the voices, because I mean, you know, four kids kind of had like a small stable. Yeah, yeah, they really did. I mean, the thing about four kids is that like I shit on them for their adaptation, but like I actually really like their choices of voices because a lot of their voice actors are good voice actors. Yeah, yeah, no, they have a good stable. Um, it, like it's Rio, just their... I think Rio is my favorite out of all the uh, casts. Um, they gave him like a like a Antonio Banderas kind of thing going on. Oh. Which I think actually kind of works for his character. Okay. Or re, 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 he's called Ryo in the dub, and re, Ryu is his original. Yeah, Ryu. Yeah, uh, Yo isn't changed. Yo is still Yo. Good. Anna is still Anna. June is still Morty. June. Morty is Morty. Manti. Manta is Morty, and that's yeah. fine. That's not like the worst. No. Cause, cause then, cause then they can make like, hey, Shorty, it's Morty. Yeah. Also, like that joke. I, like that, that joke works. I think his last name is Monta in this in the English dub. Yeah, it might be Morty Monta. Because it, it's listed here on IMDb as Mortimer quotation marks Morty Monta. Yeah, Anne is still Anne. June is still June. The only one that the funniest one is Len. It's not Ren. It's Len, which is short for Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> and they call what? him Lenny. <laughs> But oh, don't! And they gave him a, a really snobby British accent. But Lenny is short for Leonard. <laughs> no, no, Len. They call him Len, which is short for Lenny. I know, but his, Lenny is short for Leonard. No, his full name is Lenny Tao. Get it right. Oh my! God. Oh, I'm so glad I watched the Japanese dub. Uh, and then Hodo. They don't call Hodo 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 at all. But they and he doesn't go by his like given name either. They call him like Trey or something. Yeah. They, oh, Trey Racer. Him... No, he is like he. They kind of lean into like the whole like I'm a snowboarder dude. Aspect. Yeah. It, it, is it Trey Racer? No, no. It's like Cause... I don't think they ever mention his last name, and they never ever mention the fact that he's I know. 
Because that, that's the only listing for a Trey in the IMDb page. Well, I guess his name is Trey Racer, though. Uh, Michael Sinterniklaus? Yeah, they don't... Um... Amitamaru is still Amitamaru. Perika is still Perika. Yep. Oh, they, don't, they don't change a lot of the names, and the ones they do are very, like, small. Yeah. Oh. Also, that also that character you were thinking of was a filler character, by the way. That was? Okay. She is not in the manga. Yeah, I didn't think so. Uh, specifically, we're talking about uh, that the character I thought was a filler character is... Ginny. Uh... Yeah, Ginny. Ginny Jenny Tao. She was Ginny in the Japanese one, too. Yep. It, also, like... God, there's a lot of jokes about Len's boy shorts. <laughs> like, the, the, I think, yo, the first joke he makes about, like, Len is his dumb freaking school uniform. And I think Lenny makes, like, uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to beat you up, Asakura, and then we're going to go pay, play billiards with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, oh, God. God, I love and hate the four kids, dumb. I... I love it. And nothing I against it. the voice actors. No, nothing. No, it's just nothing against the voice, the voice direct. Great. Nothing against the voice director, even. It's just the adaptation. It's just the localization team. Yeah. I. I the 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 philosophy the corp. You know what? It's probably not even the. It's the corporate philosophy of four kids that I hate. Yeah. The there are some genuinely funny additions to the dub. Like, there's a bit where, like, they kind of insert a lot more of, like, jokes where Amita Morrow tries to use modern slang. Yeah. Which I think is actually, which I think is actually funny. Yeah. Like, he that... makes a joke about, I w- don't worry, Yo told me that there's no need to cry over sp- spilled dairy products. <clears throat> or he made a joke about how him and Yo learned to play basketball. He, sh- he taught me how to shoot hoops, and when you hit it in the basket, yell... Nice job, Turkey. <laughs> or some something to that affection. And it it's Dan Green's delivery kinda makes it. Uh I'm sorry, but Sean Schemmel is Amitamaru. Oh right, Sean Shem- Wait, no, I thought Sean Schemmel's Rio. No. Um I am looking. Hmm, maybe they're both. I thought for sure Dan Green was a Mitamaru. No, Dan Green is flying Zen brother. Oh, well then, alright. I guess Sean Shemmel is a Mitamaru. Yeah. And is Rio also also Sean Shemmel? Because it sounds like Sean Shemmel. Uh, he is also Rio. Yeah, okay. I thought so. I'm like, there's no way that's not Sean Shemmel. Yeah, uh, hold on. I'm... Oh, uh, Dan Green is also Lee Pai Long. Oh, and Silva, yeah. and Silva. I love, I love Lee Pai Long. Lee Pai Long's pretty good. I, I like that. It, out of uh, the whole shaman aspect, one of the my favorite ones is Jun and Lee Pai Long. Yeah, it, it's a cool idea for like a. She's not technically a shaman, but I, I also like that they do like slight variations on shamans. Yeah, they're, they're, which kind of like. It goes by the wayside light later on, but I yeah. like what they do more with it a little earlier. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, you know how a lot of time with artists you can tell what their fetish is based on like how they draw a certain thing? Uh-huh. 
you can really tell what kind of woman the mangaka either spends a lot of time around or personally likes. Because... A bitch? Yeah. Between Anna and June and Perika, he, yeah. he likes women he with strong, strong personality. <laughs> yeah. He likes strong women. He likes women with strong personalities. You're correct. And boy, can't blame him. Yeah, no, I can't blame him either. Yeah. Um, In fact, I agree with him. <laughs> the, uh, I, I don't want to get too much into Yu Hakusho, but I always compared Ryo to Kuwabara. There is a... Beyond the Pompadour, there's a little bit of that there, yeah. They have, um, like, their own honor code, and, like, they're very, like, you know... They're kind of big softies at heart. Yeah. And, as, and they're also they're also the the underdog. Yeah. As we were going through this, I actually thought this would have been a better pairing with a JoJo series. Possibly. Although the only one we need to have a pairing with is season one of season one of JoJo because part three, part four, and part five are like really long. That's true. Yeah. Um, so we'd only we'd only need to find something to pair with part one and part two, which are kind of their own beast compared to parts 3, 4, and 5. Yeah, and Shaman King, once we get past this and we get to, like, the main tournament stuff, that really reminds me, like, you know how uh, One Piece and Naruto really took a lot from uh, Dragon Ball? Mm -hmm. in In, like, their creation, and Bleach kind of took a little bit from, like, Yu Yu Hakusho a little bit. Yeah. Um... Bleach took a lot from Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Uh, like, it, it's pretty easy to tell where the artist got there and the, the mangaka got inspired from. Yu Yu Hakusho ran so Bleach could trip over the finish line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... I, I really oh. feel like Shaman King takes the most from part three of... JoJo? JoJo, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um... <laughs> Damn, that was a good joke. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic. But, uh, not to pat myself on the back for, or anything. You fucking deserve shit. it. You fucking deserve but, it. Uh, but anyway... Um... The the other stuff that they obviously cut from like the dub is like um, a lot of the uh, stuff where characters were like directly hit or like you know or cut or whatever. Yeah, um, I I was interested. Uh, how did they? How did they edit the Faust fight? They honestly, th there was a lot of. I was surprised at how much they kept in. Okay. Like they obviously they they don't have the part where like Faust cuts him open. Yeah. Um. But they instead like I think they what they do is like they have these this I don't remember if this was in the manga or not, but he has like these bracelets that let him phase into Morty. Oh. And like touches insides, which I think is actually even more horrifying. Yeah. And they don't, oh, don't they like don't that. dance around the idea of they're ghosts and they're dead. Yeah. There's no, there's no kind of no avoiding it, which yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad that they don't 
come up with some stupid, like, they're from another dimension or some stupid bullshit. Yeah, this isn't, uh, this is, this isn't a lollipop you can, a cigarette you can turn into a lollipop. This is the, the base yeah, premise. This is, We, we yeah. can't do the Shadow Realm again, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, there's a lot of, like, cutting around, like, they show something, like, there's, you know that scene where we see the flashback with Amitamaru and, um... Uh, what was the blacksmith's name? Uh, Mosuke. Uh, Mos Mos Mosuke, yeah. And where we see, like, the, the battlefield of skeletons. Yeah. They, you see, like, a bit of that, but it's like they cut away pretty soon. Like, they they don't... They shy away from, like, some of the more gruesome stuff, obviously, but, like, they don't completely cut it out. Mm. Although, the stuff that they do have to cut, like, a lot of, like like I said, the, the physical impacts and, like, some of the uh, more... More like Shaman King isn't a horror manga, but it definitely has horror elements. Well, yeah, it's dealing with ghosts. It's dealing with ghosts, and they kind of like dance around some more of those, uh, the, some more of the more horrifying imagery in the show. It, it's and like a horror that, comedy. Yeah, and they, and the the that what that leads to is that the four kids dub has fucking like a lot of the time like. There's, like, probably two minutes cut from, like, the 22 minutes. Mm. So the pacing feels like, you know, snap, 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 stuff's, stuff's got to happen. Like, the pacing yeah. is really bad. Yeah. Because of the the stuff they have to cut around, unfortunately. Mm. One of the other major things they... Also, they, you know what was this thing that I was surprised they didn't shy away from was, like, Faust's backstory. Oh, yeah. What they... Like, they were like, no, like, we were married and we were in love and then someone broke in and killed her. They didn't. They didn't shy away from it, really. Four kids deserves a little more credit than I was willing to give them. Yeah, they. I, I was surprised. I mean, they cut the, the shit about Tokagero out, but I'm I'm not surprised they cut that out. Yeah, that would, there's no good way. There's no good. Yeah, there's way. no good way to cut around the fact that I ate my mother because yeah. of the famine and the war. Gross. Yeah. yeah. Um. Also, like, they made Togagero talk like this. I am the great Togagero. Oh, he's Peter Lorre? It's kind of a Peter Lorre. Not full Peter Lorre, but, like, half-step Peter Lorre. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know why that's the phrase I always do vo with voices. Yeah, and they, they do call him Togagero. They they don't change his name. Just like they don't change him tomorrow either. Good. Because I don't know what they could have changed... Tom? Yeah. Yeah, call him Lizard. Lizard, yeah. There's some stupid shit. There, but no, they, he's Togagero. And they also don't... There's some stuff that I was surprised... They uh, More stuff that I was surprised they didn't cut. Like, there's the scene where um, Togagero possesses Joe, and he holds the sword tip to his neck. Mm. They didn't cut that. Wow. Yeah. Like, I, I was shocked that they kept that in. Again, I'm 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 willing to give them credit where credit is due. How much shit they actually kept in. Yeah, yeah, credit where credit is due. That's impressive. Be beyond the dub though, Shaman King as like a as a series though. Yeah, I, I I have complicated feelings about Shaman King. Honestly, yeah, I do too. Um, I, I hate the ending. <laughs> yeah. Um. I, Although I heard that kind of. That kind of gets resolved. Yeah, I I kind of hate everything. Like like Faust is 
the point where it starts going downhill for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was the t- he he's like the tipping point for me. I just I don't think anything after that is really good. Mm. It it's very much in the same class as Bleach for me. Hmm. The thing that I particularly don't care about Shaman King is that the um. At a certain point, the whole power system feels very like that he didn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Like it's there was some cool stuff in the middle. And, like, during the actual big tournament stuff, like, there was some cool concepts for, like, how the powers worked. But, like, after that, it kind of just is, like, it's the same thing but a different shape. Like, there's no interesting ideas beyond that. I think it shows a little bit the weakness of the the battle manga genre. Yeah. If you don't have a good power system, then... Yeah. Um, like, so much of it is about power creep about like reaching the new level and if you yeah. if you don't have like an idea for the next level even if it's something stupid as super saiyan 2 or super saiyan god super saiyan or whatever yeah whatever um which you know i mean that's that's it's it's dragon ball z syndrome yeah um it's like it's it's the same thing but a slightly different color i was willing to give them drag uh super saiyan 2 completely willing to give them that yeah, I'm willing uh, to give them Super Saiyan two. And uh, I'll give GT. I'll give GT credit. Super Saiyan four was actually different. Yeah, uh, three. Super Saiyan three is completely underutilized and kind of stupid. Goku yeah, well, turns into his brother. Yeah, well, <laughs> he turns into his brother, but he also gets a crow magnet forehead. Yeah. Which I think is kind of the point because he, he's going to try and be more ape like, but I think that's yeah. way that's way better with Super Saiyan four. Yeah. Uh, Super Saiyan 4 is... Great. Sure. I have unironic love for Super Saiyan 4. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm... I I don't know. I just... Mm-hmm. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. I'm very lukewarm on it. Yeah, fair enough. But, um... Um... I do like some aspects of it. Like, there's some interesting, like... There are some good... Because the power system isn't as in-depth or interesting as some other power systems, the author, especially later on, really hinged on a lot on like character arcs and development, which I think, for the most part, he did pretty well in some cases. Yeah. Like, I think the, the, the arc about Lan facing his father, and then there's the, uh, I forget the British kid's name with the fairy guardian ghosts. I don't remember. She he he betrays her and takes on a new guardian ghost, and there's this whole arc about there's this whole character arc about him wanting more power, but it at the sacrifice of betraying his friend and guardian ghost. Mm. And there's some really interesting things they do with that, and of course there's all the interesting stuff they do with like how Asakura, yeah, uh, the main villain, and I actually really like the relationship with Anna and Yo. Yeah, Anna and Yo are great. They they have yeah. like an understanding. They they yeah, yeah. and they I'm care s- for each other. I'm sad we didn't get to see Rio's best hairstyle though. The the heart shaped uh, yeah the pompadour. heart the, the heart shaped pompadour is the best. Yeah, that that's pretty good. It's 
my favorite hairstyle of his. Yeah. Also, my favorite outfit with the the, the black suit with the purple popped collar. Yeah. He, he, it's a great look for him. He also looks cool with his hair down. Yeah, he does. I mean, long hair on an anime character face is always pretty good. It's just because he has like a really interesting face compared to everybody else. Yeah, he does. He, 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 even though he's like 17, he feels way older than everybody else. He should be like 25. Yeah, I think he should be like 25 too. He feels way older than everybody yeah. else does. Yeah. But that just might be the, the fact that they're like 12. <laughs> yeah, they're 12, 13. And then Monta, even in the future art or future manga that they do, is still short. Well, yeah, he's obviously, you know, got some sort of pituitary Gross. issue. Yeah, pituitary thing, yeah. Uh, um, and the... We, we got hints of, like, the stuff with Lan and, like, June, and, but we didn't get to that arc, unfortunately. Nah. Um, and then, um... You know, we talk about the power of friendship a lot with Shonen. Yeah. I think that Shaman King is kind of like up there with Yu-Gi-Oh! In yeah, terms of how definitely. much it's like power of friendship. It, it's of that same era. Who who would win? Five boys with the power of friendship or God? Five boys with the power of friendship. <laughs> the answer may surprise you. No, because it's it's five boys with the power of friendship. It's five boys with the power of friendship. Even, I, I'd say even in our world, that's true. Even in our world, that's true. Is isn't Shaman King literally kill and dethrone God? Yeah. No. No. It's. It's. Be, befriend, God. And befriend God. Beat the shit out of the guy trying to take him. Yeah, it it it's make God your Vegeta. Yeah, make God your Vegeta. Yeah, but also make, your stand. Make make God your Vegeta is is my. I can't even, I can't finish that joke. Make God your Vegeta, but also your stand is but also your Shaman stand, King. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, stands are way more interesting. Uh. No. They are. I mean... They do way more interesting things. Yeah, that's, that's what makes them more interesting. Yeah, okay. I, I just think... I don't know. I they're, like ghosts they're more, more interesting. Than they're way more interesting power system and how they're utilized. Yes, abso- absolutely. I agree with that 100%. Um, but I will always find a sapient character with its own unique personality more interesting than... Whatever stands are, some stands can talk and have personalities, but they're they're but few most and far don't. between. Yeah, they're few and like, far between. You're like, correct. um, like Star Platinum's powers are cool. Yeah, but I'd still rather see a couple panels of a Mitamaru doing something. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's it's the it's I think that that idea is way better done than something like Digimon. Yes, it it it's a little bit trying to. Be in that Digimon Pokemon. Yeah, but Digimon uh, did it zone. did it way better. Yeah, they really did. Because Digimon, while it doesn't have a super interesting power system, it 
I keep mentioning this, but when you don't have an interesting power system in a shonen or a similar type of series, that means that you have to hinge a lot on your character writing and your character development, which Digimon has in spades. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. But, um, I don't have too much more to say about Shaman King other than the ang- English dub of Pune actually kind of bangs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Japanese theme's good, too. Yeah, it is. They both bang. Uh, I, yeah. I, I don't have anything else to say, so... Me neither. We're gonna take one more short break, and when we get back, uh... Yu Yu show. Yu Yu show. Yeah. And welcome back again! For the third time this episode, Attack Me Podcast Incorporated, where we're going to be talking about Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, okay. Number one. we I, I cannot express enough how much I love Smile Bomb. Smile Bomb is very good. Smile Bomb is like top ten. Yeah. Anime openings of all time. Period. End of discussion. Yeah, you, you won't you won't hear an argument from me. It's it's up there with like Cruel Angel's thesis. Oh wow. And like um, uh, there was another one that I just that was like right there. Oh, Chala Hachala. Hmm. Like the titans of anime yeah. openings. I feel. You know, you know, I have an idea for a future episode, something that we could do as like uh, an emergency episode or something. Anime openings? Specifically, animes who had a better opening than the show. Uh, Think like Guilty Crown. Sword Art Online? I, I have no frame of reference for that one, but sure. I mean... You could have literally put a ham sandwich on a stage, and it would have been a better opening. <laughs> you know that phrase? It's it's like a Magic the Gathering phrase about like draft. You when you draft a deck, yeah. And it's like a, across the table. I, I could lose. How could be across the table? Someone could be across the table for me with a ham sandwich, and I'd still lose with this deck. <laughs> Yeah. At least that's the context I've always heard it in. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, Smile Bomb is... Top tier. It's top tier. And I, it really... We talked about this off-podcast, but it really makes me miss the days when dubs made English versions of the Japanese openings. Yeah. Uh, I can only think of a few other examples of that, really. Uh, I mean, obviously there's Rock the Dragon, but that's, that's not kind an of adaptation different. of... That that's just a new beast. theme, yeah. Um, yeah, but freckles, freckles, Rurouni Kenshin. Kenshin. Those, are, those are, that's like the one of the big ones that comes into my mind. Uh, the Sailor Moon theme. God, I fucking love the Sailor Moon theme. Fighting evil by evil moon by moonlight, winning, winning love, love by daylight. daylight. Never, Never running, running from a real from fight. A real fight. She, is she is the one, the one named Sailor, Sailor Moon. moon. God, I fucking love that song. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, man. Uh, Unironic love. I don't know what any of the Digimon themes sound like. Okay, here's the thing. 
that there's no that we never got to cover any of the Japanese weapons because that is the one thing I will say is always superior when it comes to the Japanese is the music. Really? Listen, I listen. I love the main Digimon theme, but fucking butterfly and burn up and beat biggest dreamer bang so fucking hard. And then you have the Digivolution themes, freaking Braveheart. Okay. And like, you need to hear. You need to listen to them. I will one day. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Especially biggest dreamer, which is the Tamers opening. Okay. Oh, God, I, I love Big Streamer. The the songs, the like the original written songs for the English dub of the first two seasons of Digimon, I have unironic love for. Oh yeah, no, for sure. Uh, spe- specifically, um, Runaround. Yeah, or uh, Hey Digimon. Hey, Di- yeah, song. that's another one. Yeah. Listen. The Digimon movie is kind of a trash fire in terms of... Such a good soundtrack, though. It has such a good soundtrack, and a lot of the jokes are actually really funny. Yeah. I... I still like the Digimon movie. I mean, I I like... I like the movies that it... is repurposed animation from more, but I still like the Digimon movie. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do our war game in Summer Wars? That's a good... That's a good one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, honestly, you could do, like, a whole episode about the Digimon movies. Yeah, then you could probably do one, another one with uh, a boy and his beast. Yeah, it's just, uh, and freaking, I think I want to pair a boy and his beast with, like, another movie from that studio, like, Wolf Children. Oh, yeah, Wolf Children, that would make more sense. God, Wolf Children is going to destroy me again. <laughs> I've never actually watched it. It's, it's so sad. I figured, and that's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> it's it's so good though. Oh man, I oh it hurts me to think about. It's I like cr- it's up it's up there with like Grave of the Fireflies. Mm. I cry during sappy commercials, so I try to avoid purposefully sad movies. You know what's a mo- okay? It's not a sad movie, but you know what's a thing that gets me to cry every single goddamn time I hear it. What's up? Is in the Iron Giant when he's flying up into space and he says, "I'm Superman." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it hurts. I mean, I was already crying during the. You stay, I go. No following. No following. Oh God, I can't wait to talk about the Iron Giant. Anyway, I don't, I don't know what to pair that with. Uh, I don't either. I don't think. I think it deserves to stand on its own as a masterpiece. Yeah, there's probably a, an anime that could be a good pairing, but probably. But anyway, you anyway. you Haka show. Yeah. So we we covered we this is um our kind of experiment into like talking about long-running shojin, shono, sh- shonen. Yeah, long-running shonen series and cuz you Haka show was, was actually separate into seasons on the DVD releases of Yeah. the series. It was really easy to actually, like, parse Because we were going to do it by arcs. Um, yeah. Or by seasons, depending on if there were actually seasons, whether within the original release or, like, on DVD or whatever. Yeah. So, that's the... We don't know... There's some series we probably won't ever cover, just they're too long. Or we might cover some of them, but stop at a certain point, like... 
One Piece or like Naruto. I don't know. We're, yeah, not, making I, We're not making any promises. Yeah, I still. I just. I can't see us ever tackling One Piece. I. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, no, it's fair. Mainly because just, I think that the you should just go read the manga. <laughs> yeah, I think it, when you get past like 150, it becomes unmanageable. Yeah. I mean, this show is 165. Okay. To be fair. Once you get past 200. Okay, fair enough. Because, like, we split this up into 25 part, 25 blocks, generally, you know? Yeah. Like, this first thing was episodes 1 through 25. The next one, I think, is, like, 26 through... I, I think the next one is, like, equal to... Two seasons worth of yeah, shows, which is why, which is why we're probably going to cover it as its own thing. Yeah, it'll it'll be its own episode. The the, the um, dark tournament will be its own episode, but this is covering the but, which but, is, is colloquially as the well, spirit detective saga. Yes, but back, I just let me get through my point. Oh yeah, um, with with some when we're breaking things down into like twenty five block twenty five episode blocks, up to like. 200 is manageable, because that's, you know, like 25 into 100 is 4, so, so that that's 8 episodes mm-hmm. of content. That That's not that bad. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that some of them are worth, like, I think that some of them are worth talking about to a certain point, and then just kind of like, you know, stopping, like, I think One Piece, if we were to cover, I would stop before the time skip happened. Okay. Uh, if, we were, if we were to cover it. But I don't think we would. I, I don't know. It, One Piece kind of could be its own podcast. Yeah, One Piece definitely could be its own podcast. In fact, there are podcasts about One Piece. Yeah. Um, I really think One Piece is prime for that other format of doing Shonen series I propose where we watch the movies and then use that as a a platform to discuss what's going on in the anime at that time. Listen, I would love to if most of the movies weren't hot garbage. Ooh, okay. There's like three good One Piece movies. That's a shame. It really is, because One Piece has the perfect setup to make great movies. That is... Fails. That is a damn shame. Like, the only good One Piece movies are... Strong World, Film Z, and, like, Film Gold. That's it. Hmm. Those are the, oh, wait, no. No, Baron, no, the best One Piece movie, how could I forget the best one? Baron Amatsuri and the Mysterious Island. Okay. That movie rules, like, on even on its own as a movie. Was it an OVA that was a crossover between Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, and Toriko? Uh, it was, yeah, it was Dragon Ball, One Piece... Toriko, yeah, Dragon Ball, and that, yeah, that was an OVA. There were two of them, actually. Okay. But, I really like Toriko. It's a shame. I, um, I never got into it. Yeah, well, it was really good. What happened to it? Well, I mean, it ended, but... Oh, okay. The author, um, he, uh... He was found out. Bad man? Out. 
you had relations of like sex relationship with like a sixteen year old girl. Ooh, that's not yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That that's a bad. That's a bad. That okay. Is... Anyway, unless he was Yu-Yu a sixteen year old boy, but he wasn't. Yeah. So anyway, Yu Yu Hakusho. Yeah. Uh, is the anime's best stuff of the Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Yoshihiro Togashi, who also did um, Hunter x Hunter. Uh, yeah. It's a story and of Yusuke, Yusuke Urameshi, who is struck by a car and killed, attempting to save a child's life, becomes a ghost, and through various you know, shenanigans, eventually comes back to life and becomes the spirit detective for the other world. Yep. Um, you know, I, I've heard criticism of, like, early Yu Hakusho, like, the stuff where Yusuke is a ghost, and, like, b- like basically before the Genkai stuff, I've, mm-hmm. people kind of, like, criticize it for being kind of, like, um... It's a little slow. It's a little slow, but I think it... I think it adds to the in- it, the entire picture. Yeah. I... I... Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, you go ahead. I was going to say mainly because this is... We, we get into this more as the show goes on, but, like, despite Yu Hakusho being a shonen manga and, like, a giant chunk of its story being a tournament arc, it is actually a deeply personal story and has a lot of, like, strong character writing. Yeah. Uh, we're we're kind of... Uh, I actually had a joke I wanted to make uh, that it kind of jumps ahead to the very end of the series. Uh, so, spoilers, but it kind of makes sense that uh, the final boss of a series about a uh, young boy with an absentee parent is his absentee parent. Yeah. You're correct. <laughs> you're correct. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I'm sorry that... <laughs> No, no, that was a good one. Yeah. The um, no, what were you gonna say a minute ago? Oh, um, I I was just gonna say I I maybe it's just nostalgia, but I do like that opening part. I I think it's important to provide context of it's exposition. I mean, no one likes exposition, but it has to be there. Yeah. It it also is good establish establishment for like Kuabara. And yeah, Keiko, and uh, Yusuke's mom. Yeah, as characters, like ca- characters you wouldn't think would be important, but are super important. It also makes this uh, shit heel delinquent kid relatable because you see the horrible types of teachers that infest his school and the shitty situation with his. I mean, his mom. Is basically Helga Pataki's mom. Yeah, you're like not it's. Wrong. Uh, I, 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 you know, I say that Yu Hakusho gets into deeper part. It's a, it's a deeper personal story throughout its entirety, because like the fact that they spend a decent amount of time focusing on everyone grieving over Yusuke being dead is genuinely like something you don't really see yeah in, in stuff like this absolutely like my favorite is obviously kuwabara oh just, yeah 
bursts in. He's like, how am I supposed to beat you if you're dead? <laughs> and, he, and he just cries. Yeah. By the way, before anyone asks, Kuobara is my favorite character in this Same. entire show. <laughs> yeah, Kuobara is my favorite too. Hie is my second favorite, but... God damn, me too. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, actually Yusuke is my second favorite. Yeah. Uh, Hie he... was my f- second favorite when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I liked his uh, the the black dragon tattoo and the the Jigana oh, yeah, the, the, and the freaking dragon of the, the darkness flame. Yeah. Oh man, that shit! I can't wait to get to that again. Yeah. Um, but Yu Hakusho, it, 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 because the author like Togashi, I think, kind of didn't know where to go early on. But I think that meandering pace and just kind of like setting up these characters and exploring this yeah is, it, is important it benefited the series in because everything needs character development mm-hmm. i mean it it's not what people want to see from a battle manga or a battle anime generally you know like mm-hmm. but I mean, it's not what kids want to see usually. I eat that. Yeah. I've always eaten that shit up, so I love it. But yeah. um, I was also the kid complaining about my action figures not having ankle rocker rotation on yeah. them. So <laughs> I was a weird kid. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, what what am I trying to say? Um, but yeah, it it just. I think he has a better... I, I think it would have been better published as a Senian series. Yeah, I think that Hunter Hunter really skirts that line. It really does. Uh, I It's been a long time since... I've never watched Hunter Hunter, but I've read a good chunk of it, or at least I read a good chunk of what was out when I was reading it, which was like mm-hmm. 2007 maybe. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, it really does. That's probably a series we actually will will cover, though. Yeah. Uh, it's only got through the Chimera Ant arc right now, right? Uh, there was one more arc after the Chimera Ant arc they covered, and then like, even in the manga, there's only one more arc after that, and then it's been on hiatus forever. Mm, okay. Due to the author's health. Yeah. Um. But uh, <sighs> what was I gonna say? What he, what if his wife took over Hunter Hunter? God, <laughs> that'd be wild. It would be wild, but I'd love to see. Yep. I'd I'd love to see what she would do with it. Yeah. Um. Oh, I, what I was gonna say was is that like we get obviously we I can't get I don't want to get too much into like where the characters end up at the end of the series because like you know what's the like yeah yeah we we, we should focus on we should focus on yeah. what we watched. Um, yeah. Even early on, with Yusuke, there's how do I put this? Like his character is tough guy with a heart of gold. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's still such an asshole. Yeah, I mean he okay. <sighs> he's an asshole with a conscious conscience. Oh yeah, totally. But he's still an asshole. Yeah, 
Um, like, like I think I think my favorite thing about Yusuke is how much of a dick he is. He he's one of those people who likes to piss people off and has issues with authority, which exactly. is you... highly relatable. Um, oh yeah, no, and you get why he has issues with authority. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, because the examples of authority in his life are pieces of shit. Yeah, they're the worst. Uh, yeah, I I've known teachers like that. It's Jesus. It, yeah, it's. I mean, not as cartoonishly evil as them, but just about. Yeah. Um, oof. Yeah. There's an aspect that I didn't think was going to be explored until... I mean, it's kind of hinted at, but it, it gets explored more later when they're going through the um, uh, the Four Beast Castle. When Yusuke thinks that Kubar is fucking dead. Yeah. And Yusuke genuinely has this realization and I'm like, I'm just a kid and I'm, I might fucking die again. Yeah. And Also that he genuinely cares about Kuwabara. Yeah, that he genuinely cares about Kuwabara. And also, like, I didn't think we were going to get into Hiei starting to care about them so fast either. Yeah, that, it, it, it happens really fast. Uh... Hiei is... How do I put that? He's socially awkward. Oh yeah, no, <laughs> that, I that, think that's, that's one of my. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite things about Hige. He's very much the opposite. He's the same, but he's also the opposite of as Yusuke. Mm-hmm. He's an asshole with a little bit of a conscience, but whereas Yusuke has like a really fiery temper. Hiei has that icy temper. Yeah, he's he's also that character that, like, I, I don't, I think people kind of sometimes write off Hiei as the, like, the guy who, like, when someone says something friendly, he just goes TCH and then just looks away, which he does, but there's, there's more to Hiei than that. I think he's, I think he's a really good, he's a really good version of that character. Yeah. Talking about like what you were saying with him being kind of like Yusuke, Kuwabara is kind of on the opposite end of that spectrum where he's like, he's more of a sweetheart than Yusuke, but he's still, you know. He has more, much like Yusuke has more in common with Hiei, uh, he has more in common with Kurama. Yeah. Kurama is kind of like the most different out of all of them because, he, again, he's, he's the smart one. Yeah, he's the smart one, but he's also a... A genuinely sweet person. Yeah, he's a genuinely sweet person. Also, like, I um, say, sm- I say smart, but it's kind of h- not hard to be smart when you're hanging out with Kuwabara, Yusuke, and Hiei. Yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> they're um, all fucking. All three of them are fucking stupid. Yeah, they're all fucking morons. Um, uh, I love them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's not to love? But um. Kurama and Kuwabara are both, like, genuinely sweet guys. It's just that Kurama is more calm and collected. Mm-hmm. And Kuwabara is... He's got that fire again. Yeah, he, it, he also wears his, his feelings on his sleeve. Yeah. He's a like, Taurus. Like, the, to, yeah. The, <laughs> I, 
I, I was go going back to like the early episodes, I genuinely love that episode where Kuwabara refuses to fight so that his friend will have his job. It's like genuinely sweet. Yeah. And it's 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 a perfect like introduction to Kuwabara as a character. Yeah. And Yusuke helps him study in his sleep. Oh man, that was really cute. Yeah. There's a lot of like really like this happens more later on, but like the show does a really good job of letting the character just kind of. I I've I say this a lot, and this is something I love in all media, but I think that what am I trying to say? I love when the author just kind of like there's no danger, there's no like immediate threat, and then the author just kind of lets the characters be characters. Yep. Like, they just kind of let them be and interact. Like, there's no point to it. There's no, like... They're not talking about the the bad guy they're gonna fight or, like, the end of the world or whatever. They're just kind of hanging out. Yeah. And One Piece does this really well, too. Yeah, it does. That 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 is one good thing about One Piece. Um... There are... There are a few series that do this, like, expertly. I think Yu Hakusho is one of them. Yu Hakusho is one of them. The Dragon Ball Z anime. It, it's, like, filler episodes are also really good like that. Listen, I, I, I shit talk filler, but Dragon Ball Z has one of the best filler episodes in any anime ever. We, we've had this conversation before. Yes, it does. Oh, yeah. But... Yeah. But... Have we, on podcast, or...? I'm fairly certain we have. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, For those who don't know, it's the, the driving episode. But yeah, anyway. it's the driving episode. But, uh, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, the anime at least, has some good yeah, filler yeah. in it uh, yeah, that, that does that. Um, um, Sailor Moon's good at that, too. Yeah, Sailor Moon is good at that, too, for sure. Uh, Shoujo series in general are better at that, though. They're, they're more character-driven rather than uh, battle-driven. Yeah, story even if Runner. even if they're action uh, series, yeah. uh, which I say that as a strength, by the way. I, oh yeah, no, I mean, I I I would I never when I say character driven when a story is like more character driven, less story driven. That is not a dig at the fran the series because. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, a story doesn't need to be complicated if you have really strong character writing. The characters are what make you care about the story. Exactly. It, it's, um... I've been watching a lot of, like, uh, Fallout, like, YouTube videos, like, like challenge playthroughs and whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's what got me playing Fallout 4 again. Um, but th th there's, um... A common complaint about Fallout 4 in that you have no real reason to be angry that your character's spouse was killed and child your child was kidnapped because you're not given the time to grow attached to them. Yep. Uh, and that's sort of what it feels like in certain shonen series when a character dies. Obviously not something like Krillin dying because Krillin you have almost all of Dragon Ball and then all of Dragon Ball Z up to that point. So mm -hmm. that 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 sucks. 
Uh, but there's like uh, I can't really think of an example just yet. Uh, but there's definitely times where you're just not given enough time to care about a character before they decide to kill them. Yeah, that's I, I totally agree with that. Um, you know who is also a character that I I love a lot. What is Genkai? <laughs> Genkai is fun. I love Genkai. Uh, She's such a the one thing I do have a problem with with Yu Hakusho, and this is true of Hunter Hunter as well, is that like, there's not a whole lot of female fighters. Yeah, there really aren't. Gen- Genkai's that's it. Genkai's the only one. Genkai, and then uh, the one victim of transphobia in oh in episode twenty four. That was so bad, man. It it really was bad. Um. That's that's the worst I've seen in a while. Yeah, uh, Shaman King had a little bit of transphobia in it too. Uh, oh yeah, you probably. Well, they... Yeah, no, that was in the dub. It was. Wow, they left that in the dub, they, but they left. Yeah, we're with Rio, and they were trying to cheer him up, and they dressed up for him. Yep. Yeah, that that one didn't really feel hateful, like the Yu Hakusho one. It's just it felt it felt in bad taste. It yeah. Yeah, that that's Although, yeah. I've heard that to I mean Togashi does get better about that mainly because they actually have a possibly canonical trans character in Hunter Hunter. Okay. So yeah. And also a canonically non-binary character as well. Okay. So they they get better about it. It's just, you know, at this point it's not. Yeah, it, it, yeah. yeah, at this point, it, it was it was bad. It was it's probably the worst I've seen in a while. Yeah, it. Oof. I uh. I. This is one of those shows that um. When we do this, when we watch these shows for like the podcast, it kind of feels a bit like a bit of a chore sometimes. Where it's like, oh yeah, I gotta watch a certain amount of episodes to get it finished by the uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. There are some shows where it doesn't that it never feels like a tour, and this was one of them. Yeah, uh, I, I love Yu Hakusho. Yeah, Yu Yu Hakusho is one of those series. It. I had this friend, uh, in high school and early in college, mm-hmm. uh, who always said, "Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z are great, but they don't hold a candle to Yu Yu Hakusho." It is the best shonen series. And I agree. No, the best shonen series is Full Metal Alchemist. Hmm. Listen, it is a shonen series. Yeah. I also just yeah. haven't. Full Metal Alchemist has never been able to hold my attention, is the thing. Oh, but, uh, buddy. Yeah. Uh, mostly because I haven't watched Brotherhood. I, oh, I watched yeah, no, the 2003. Yeah, uh, that might... That might but even it. reading the manga, the manga wasn't able to hold my interest either. You're killing me, Smalls. Uh, I, I, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I just... <sighs> we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, Brother... I, I really... I'm holding off at this point trying Brotherhood because I've had it in my Netflix list for years we now. Will, we will eventually talk about Brotherhood. Yeah. Um, eventually. Yeah. There, there are some shows that are kind of, like, inevitable when we made this podcast. Yeah. Like, that's one of them. 
Avatar, you know, yeah. Samurai Jack, what have you. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. G.I. Joe. Yeah, G.I. Joe. <laughs> uh, I, I'm serious about that one, tra- though. No, Transformers. Transformers 2, yeah. Yeah. But, um, Legend of the Galaxy Rangers. I... I forgot that the Togoro brothers actually showed up before the Dark Tournament. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're the whole impetus for joining the Dark Tournament. Yeah, I know, but I totally forgot about the fact that they were in the uh, the Yukina Rescue Arc, honestly. Oh, yeah. Really? I totally I... For- yeah, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> Mainly because I think I... I think um, what happened was I stopped watching Yu Hakusho for like a hot second and uh, then kind of came back when the Dark Tournament was starting. Got it. So when the, this originally aired, I probably missed parts of that uh okay this is like my third or fourth time watching yu yu haka show so yeah. i i kind of know it really inside and out pretty well oh, by the way I, I think it's kind of obvious at this point but we did watch the dub oh yeah we watched the dub yeah the dub uh, is great yeah uh justin cook is yusuke uh christopher sabat is kuwabara uh cynthia cruz is botan kent williams is the narrator uh Uh, Candace Moore is Koenma. Oh, freaking um, what was her name? The voice of original voice of Frieza is Genkai. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm going through the list. Um, have you ever seen that lady? By the way, I'm like, yep, that's that's Genkai, all right. Yep. <laughs> uh, Laura Bailey is Keiko. Oh yeah, that is Laura Bailey. Uh. Sh- Shantig is also Koenma. Huh. Maybe it's a different dub, or maybe he takes over. I mean, he all—he's the—he's the narrator. He's the Oni, and he's Koenma. Yeah, I—I just no, I just said. Uh, Shantig was. Um, Kent was, Williams is the narrator in the Funimation oh, well, he's dub. He's also—he's also the Oni. Ah. Oh. Which serves alongside Koenma. Yeah. But, um, Koenma is... Yeah, Shantae, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chuck Huber is Hiei. Oh, yeah! Chuck Huber is great. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Linda Young is Genkai. Yep, there it is, Linda Young. Rest in peace. Um... Jessica Dismuke is Yukina. Just looking for Kurama at this point. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember who did Kurama. You know who Kurama reminds me of? Who? Kakyoin from JoJo. Yeah, a little bit, definitely. Yeah, yeah he's, he's the smart one. He's got the same colored hair, high school outfit. Same color scheme, too. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the exact same color scheme. It's the pink hair with the green. Yeah. At, at least with Kurama's like first outfit. Karama goes through a lot of really great outfits, Yeah, actually. he does. Karama's the most fashionable out of all of them. He's the pretty boy. Um, he is the pretty boy. Meredith McCoy is Atsuko. Oh, yeah, the mom? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Botan also has some really great outfits, actually. The, the leather jacket one. 
God, that was a... I love that outfit. It That should have been her outfit through the entire rest of the series, really. God, I love that outfit so fucking much. It's such a good outfit for her. Yeah. It makes me so sad Botan never gets to fight. Yeah. Same with you. Same with freaking, um... Uh, fuck. I just had her name. Yusuke's childhood friend. Keiko. Yeah, Keiko. There, was, there were actually a couple of opportunities for Keiko to be a fighter with spirit powers. Yeah. Like, her exposure to, like, the Sword of Shadow and, like, Botan's healing energy could have been a perfect opportunity for her to awaken spirit powers. Absolutely. Uh, but, but I I think her whole character, she's supposed to be, like, Yusuke's entire opposite, you know? I she, mean, she's yeah, not a fight. It's it's boring, but that's clearly the artist intent, the author intent behind her. Yeah, but that doesn't. I mean, I'll give him. I'll give him one that doesn't explain Botan. I'll give him one. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm not cutting him slack for anything else other than yeah, Keiko. Fair enough. Keiko is actually really great, honestly. Yeah, I think I was I was I, surprised at how much I liked her. Yeah. I, I kind of wish Yukina developed into a fighter. Yeah, because I mean she, she I mean, is a demon. Yeah, she has power. She's all, I mean she's also so basically like a Disney princess, but still. Yeah, and a and a huge pacifist. Yeah, but I mean she's Hiei's uh, sister. The power has to be there. Yeah, it's just. Uh, oh, we, we, you know. Hmm? Uh, Kurama is John Bergmeier. I don't know who that is. I don't either. But, um... I honestly... I don't... I think Yusuke might be my favorite performance so far. He... The freaking um... What was the... Who did Yusuke again? Uh... Uh... Justin Cook. Justin Cook really captures the... Like... I'm a fucking asshole aspect of Yusuke. Oh yeah, he he's... he has some really he has some really great deliveries. Like the the part where um Kuwabara talks about um, I can I can sense some powerful stuff from these guys, but it's hard to tell which one of them is actually the demon. I mean, kind of like a fart in an elevator. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Oh, uh, you know who else John Bergmeier has done? Who? He's TN. Oh yeah, that is TN, isn't it? Yeah, he's also uh, Shigure Soma in Fruits Basket. Uh, yeah, there's some crossover because Cursed Abbott is obviously like the man, the myth, the legend on Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, Kubara, and I have a sword. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, God, I love Kubara. I'm Kazama Kubara, and I have a sword. Mam, mam. Oh. Kuwabara's I think the, the reason the, the reason I like Kuwabara is the same reason I like Joey from Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, they're dumbasses. He, he's not. It's not just that they're dumbasses. It's that, that like I love an underdog in a shonen series. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Kuwabara is not to get too much into spoilers, but the only human. Among the main four. Yeah, I mean, you could argue he's technically a medium, but yeah. I mean, he's a he's a human who has psychic powers. Yeah, he's an he is fully human. Unlike you know everyone else, he is fully human. Yeah. Which, you know, 
I mean, we don't know that about Yusuke at this point. Yeah, we don't, but, I, you know... At like this said, point, at this point. At this, yeah. at this point, not to get too much into spoilers. Yeah. But, you know, it's just I really like that aspect of Kuwabara. Yeah. And, and I kind of wish he, like, he does a lot of clever stuff with the Spirit Sword and really early on. Um, and it, it doesn't completely go away, but... I wish he really did more stuff with, like, the sword get longer or the spirit javelin, like, later on. Yeah, absolutely. He does some, he does some fun stuff with it, though. I'm I'm not going to dig on, like, because you, Yu Yu Hakusho at first feels like the powers are limited, but the limitation is, like, a, a strength because it means the author has to be clever with how they use them. Absolutely. You know I love me a good staff fight, and I would love to see energy staff. Yeah, and then he does the... You know what, I'll, we'll get into that later. Yeah. And then Kurama has, like, the whole... He has the Rose Whip early on, but he also gets, like, the... He has follows, like, a plant theme later. And then he Hiei doesn't really um, use any of his, like, fire powers until, like, the Dark Tournament. Yeah. It, it's not until the Dark Tournament where you see Hiei's, like... Because mainly early on, it's like, I'm fast and I have a sword. Yeah. I mean, when you're fast and you have a sword... Yeah. Most of the time, you... <laughs> He did cut that guy like twenty one times before it was or some shit like and didn't even like he was like, Oh man, I could only see like five or eight or whatever. Yeah. That was impressive. Yeah. But um and the use has the spirit gun. Yeah. But when you're fast and you have a sword, you don't really need anything else for most opponents. No, not really. Uh just I'm kinda you get... sad that Yusuke doesn't use the shotgun a lot. Yeah. It, shotgun, shotgun is, is a cool idea. It really is, but it, much like in real life, shotgun is really good in tight spaces, and yeah. they're not in tight spaces that that often. They they did I did really like how like there's a lot of um. Yu Hakusho has a really good balance of like I win because you know check out this cool new power, but I also win because I used the powers that I already have in a really clever way. Yeah. Like, there's no... It doesn't feel like, let me pull out a new transformation every other fight. Yeah. Though, it's, sometimes it's also, uh, like, specifically at the end of the the tower, uh, it, it's, let me just find this new font of power within me through my rage, and I'll and fucking kick your ass. In the power of friendship, yeah. Yeah. It was. I did really like that bit where he hid his spirit energy behind the shoes. Yeah. That was... Like, you know, there are clever, genuinely clever moments. Yeah, no, 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 he he is not an... We called him an idiot, but he's not really an idiot. He's just dumb. <laughs> yeah, he's just dumb. Yeah. Like, the, the, the best example of, like, a clever use of their powers in that arc is obviously Kuwabara. Yeah. As, as dumb as Kuwabara is, he's the most um, creative in how he uses his powers. Yeah. They're all good fighters, is the thing. And part of being a good fighter is intelligence and knowing how to use the tools at your disposal. And it's a different type of intelligence than, you know, other things. Yeah. It's like how Goku is smart about fighting. Yeah. Or, um, like, I, I don't know. There's definitely, like, a, a joke. Like, someone can, like, there's always that fat guy joke where it's like, mm. 
if you turn it into uh, hamburgers, suddenly he can do it all easy. Ugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Ah, oh, man. You want to talk about outfits? Uh, not not to get too much in the dark tournament, but I love Kobar's outfit in the dark tournament. Yeah, the, the Bosuzoku outfit. Yeah, the, the, the white the white Bosuzoku. Yeah. It's... Oh, I love that outfit. Yeah. It's my favorite outfit he wears. But, um... Uh, for the uninitiated, uh, Bosuzoku is Japanese biker gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Even has style. a wooden sword. Yeah. Uh, very much styled after uh, like old military style in Japan. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Complete with the, um, uh, the the kamikaze headbands and whatnot. But this show, um, I don't want to say it has good animation. I mean, it's it's competent. Yeah, it, it it's very much of its time animation, but it's a good example of its time. You how, know what I mean? How to how to how to use that? Yeah. Yeah. And it does have. I don't think enough credit is ever given to like. Um, how do I put this? The style of a show, or Yu Yu Hakusho, I think is a really good series for. An example on how to like use lighting. Yeah, Yuhakusho uses lighting really well in a lot of places, especially later on. Yeah, uh, you know, never mind. Yeah, no, it it really it it's a, it. The animation director was very competent in. That sort of thing. It, I don't think people understand exactly how hard it is to adapt a manga. It's tough. Uh, you can't just do it page for page because a manga has completely different pacing yeah, compared to an anime. Absolutely. You have to fill in the gaps between things, you know? It, exactly. It's, it's, it's not... Yeah. It's, oh, it wasn't faithful to the manga. Like It shouldn't be. It's a different medium yeah it the the overall plot it should be faithful to but it doesn't have to be shot for shot yeah i i i will kind of have a like a whole thing about this when we talk about eventually talk about jojo and get to part five Mm -hmm. because jojo is a perfect example of like a concept that was that could not be executed properly in the in a manga but was able to be executed within the anime specifically part five Specifically, part five. Okay. It King Crimson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, King, King Crimson, Crimson is it. The manga could not. The freaking Araki had a really cool idea, but it was not able to. You know, but I'll I'll, I'll say yeah. my whole thing uh, about that when we talk about part five. I'll I'll say this about part five. I didn't really like it all that much to begin with. Uh. But I loved the anime, but you know. I'm talking about the manga. I've only yeah, read the fair. manga. Um, yeah. Uh, I I didn't like it that much to begin with, particularly after part four. Uh, I, I I very part four took me a little bit of time to come around to, but by the time I came around to it, I came around to it hard. Um, part four is my favorite part. Same. So far. Same. Absolutely same. Um, part five was God. It was such a slog. 
I, I just yeah. didn't enjoy it from the get-go. I thought I would, because, like, I love, like, gangster stuff, yeah? I, I thought I'd enjoy it, but then I just... I didn't really like the characters all that much. And and then King Crimson was just... Oh, I, I just hated yeah, it, all it, of that. It's done way better in the anime. Yeah. But, um, anyway, you have a show. Yeah, you, uh, I, I don't really have anything else to say about it. Um, yeah, because... A lot of the other stuff I want to talk about happens later. Yeah. You know, the, we're really early on. Yeah. In ter- in terms of, like, there's not a lot to talk about in terms of, like, abilities and powers or, like, there's a lot of character development and stuff that happens way later. Um, I, I've talked about how much I love Kuwabara. Yeah. And I will continue to keep talking about how much I love Kuwabara because I... Kuwabara is a character that... We, you talked about how you you liked Kuwabara when you were watching the show growing up. Mm-hmm. I never liked Kuwabara growing up. I was oh, like, oh wow. yeah, he he is so cool. I yeah. thought he was... I was like, he was, he was my favorite. And then as I got older, I'm like, man, Kuwabara is actually really fucking awesome. This is classic edgelord aging out of being an edgelord. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, because, like, like, I definitely, yeah, no, no, like, I, I always liked Kuwabara, I always, just, I was just always drawn, I've always been drawn to, like, the the high school delinquent archetype in anime and manga, but, like, when I was a kid, he was absolutely the coolest shit ever, I loved his power set, I loved his, I, I, I always wanted to, like, there's always been, like, this, like, this, like, civil war in my brain between the part that just likes funny shit and the part of me that's an edgelord. Mm. And, like, they always try to reconcile and, like, I always... They compromise and, like, man, it'd be so much cooler if Kuwabara had Hiei's powers. That's sort of where I was when I was a kid. Um, yeah, because I liked he I liked TA's like the 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 the, the dragon arm tattoo with the fire, and I liked the Jagan eye, and I liked that he was a cool swordsman. But I liked Kuwabara's personality more. Is the thing. Yeah, um, and as you get older, you realize that like, you know, you have different tastes, and you're like, man, that character was actually really cool, and I just but I just didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's like, um, like, they're, when you're a kid and you're like, man, why, why, this guy is such a, it's like the edgelord thing you're talking about, where, like, the, the, the thing to think is, man, Kobar is so lame, and he's like, why, he's such a, he's such a stupid idiot, why is he like this, and then you're like, and then you realize that's the point. Yeah. Like, Kobar, yes, Kobar is kind of stupid and Kuwabara is not as like quote unquote cool or strong as like Karama or Hiei or Yusuke but that's his charm it's why he's interesting it's like it's like I wanted to do an, an entire um uh video essay on like it, it, talking about this like talking about Kuwabara and stuff like that but the the main curse like the main um What's the one I'm looking for? Catalyst for it would be is talking about why people like Rock Lee. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, Rock Lee is... I mean, Rock Lee's not quite the same category as Cool Bar. A Cool Bar is more like I... a Kiba. No, Rock Lee is the underdog. He has only Taijutsu. And meanwhile, there's these guys who can, like, basically are ninja wizards who can summon gods. And he's like, I just punch things really hard. Now, see, I classify, like, yeah, Kuobara is an underdog, but I see that more as, like, personality thing rather than power set. You know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm, I was talking about, like, the idea of the underdog and Shonen. Okay. Like, uh, I, I, I want to talk about, like, Kuobara and Rock Lee. I just see Kuobara as a different archetype, is all. I mean, he is, but I'm just talking about specifically the underdog aspect. Okay. Like, compared to everybody else in the series, like, who have, like, like you know, these amazing superpowers. Yeah. And then, cool, like, Rock Lee punches things. Kuobara is just a guy with a sword. Yeah. I mean, granted, it's a pretty good sword. And it does, does some cool stuff later, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Or like, yeah. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah, I would have mentioned Deku, but recent things do not like recent things. What? Deku? Do you care about spoilers? I mean, I'm up to date on the manga. I dislike the idea of him him being able to use the quirks of the other past users of. Oh. It's. I hate that actually. Mm. I I actively hate it because it's like the whole point of this like oh he was the underdog and he's got no quirk and it's like he has to you this quirk is so super powerful that it destroys his body it's like yeah that's super interesting and then then they just give him more powers yeah uh I disagree it's, it's Naruto all it's Naruto all over again yeah no um I disagree uh I I think it's Ugh. well okay. Like, no, it's fine. It, it, it's, it's just, No, 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 it, okay. I, I understand why you don't like it, and to some extent, you know, I'm not crazy about it, but I'm on board. Um, I mean, I am too, but I'm. it still bugs me. Yeah. Um, it, it's... To make this a more broad conversation, bring it back to what we were talking about earlier, it, it's mm-hmm. just... The, the the power the nature of shonen battle manga and how it revolves around power creep i don't i have a whole thing about power sets but you know cuz i think that there is a big conversation to be had about power sets and the concept of power creep but you can't mm-hmm. yeah. you cannot divorce battle manga from it no. Without making no. it a, like, a hype, without, basically making it a sports manga. I mean... A martial arts sports manga is you, what you're looking for if you don't want power creep. You can. Yeah, like, JoJo does this really well, actually. Because JoJo, for the most part, there are exceptions. Like, it, um, how I put this... Powers, they're not like one power isn't necessarily stronger than the other. It's just different. It it's a bit of a rock paper scissors. One exactly. character might be stronger against 
this another. stand than another character, but or this character might the this stand might be weak, like for on on paper, but it's a hard counter to another character stand. Yeah, and I think that's a way more interesting. It is, but it. JoJo is a complete outlier in the genre. It, um, it, 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 no, yeah. you, you can't. It. No, no. Yeah. Hunter Hunter also does this really well. Okay. The the power system of Nen is actually super really super cool. Okay. But we'll we can talk about that more some other time. Uh, I don't have anything more else to say about this particular section of you Hawk show. Yeah, I don't either. Okay. Um. I think one day we could do an episode where we just talk about the genre of shonen. Shonen, yeah, overall. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um. I'd like to have at least one other person on. Absolutely. I, I think I'd like to have, like, a panel. Oh, yeah, about Shonen as a whole? Yeah. Like, like have... That'd be interesting. Like, mm-hmm. at least uh, KP and Rad, if not yeah. more people, but... I think that's... I think four people is kind of the maximum amount I ever want to have on this podcast. Okay. I, I was thinking it's like, five it's a, was... It's a lot of people talk, trying to talk over one another. I, I was thinking a fifth person just to mediate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but well, we could talk about that some yeah, time. But yeah. Anyway, we're going to take one more break, everybody, and when we get back... Still we'll in my job. Up. I'm sorry. Sorry. I, had, I just wanted mm-hmm. to do it from time to time. No, that... No. Okay. Fine, do it. All right, everybody, we're going to take one more break, and when we get back, we'll wrap things up. Sorry, didn't mean to steal your thunder. Nah, that's fine. Now I can do this bit. And, oh, oh, I'm sorry, Kai, do you want to bring us in to the outro? No, 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 no. Are you sure, buddy? Mmm, are ya? Alrighty then. Welcome back everybody to the last portion of Acme Podcast Incorporated where we're going to be doing the outro. We're done. Yeah, we're done everybody. Uh, episode over. Yeah. Uh, so, Shaman King and Yu Show. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to be revisiting these in the near future. I, oh, I want to talk about the Dark Tournament so bad. I know, I know, but there's a lot of other stuff I want to do. I, yeah, I know. I, 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 know. I think we'll definitely come back to it before 2020 is out. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, I, I want to come back to Yu Show like, in, you know, like, maybe a few episodes, a few, like, I want to do, like, a few episodes before we come back to it, but Shaman King, we're going to wait until the reboot. Yeah. Um, but... Until then, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. Give me that email. That's acmepodcastsinc at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, you can also find us at, at podcastsinc on Twitter. And you can find us where on Tumblr? Uh, acmepodcast.tumblr.com. That's acmepodcast.tumblr.com. The ass box is open. 
Yeah, and uh, while we're at this, let's check both the email and the ask box. Let me let me have a look. Oh, I have an anonymous ask. Alrighty, let me just. Alright, I got nothing in the email. I have an anonymous ask. I don't know who sent this, but thank you. Um, Anon asks, What is your favorite weapon from a piece of media? That's a good question. We had to... We might have to narrow it down to, like, types I, of weapons. I think we have to narrow it down to cartoons. And anime. I mean, but... Th just, yeah, anime... Yeah, fair. Specifically Only animated little. properties, because mine is exceptionally boring, and it's from a, a World War Two movie I saw as a kid. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and from anime and animation. I know that the. I think you were asking about media, the non, but we can, we're kind of limiting to because there's a lot of video game weapons that are really cool and yeah. stuff from books probably too, but animation specifically. Oh man. Hmm. I really like um, Gay Bulk from Fate Stay Night. Mm. Uh, that's a coup. That's Ku's spear. Yeah. The the it one it looks really cool. Yeah. But its ability is that um, it rewrites causality. Hmm. Essentially, when you activate Gay Bulk as a noble phantasm and he thrusts at you, if you block the thrust, what will happen is that time will reverse, and it will shoot to a timeline where you were actually hit by the spear. Oh. The spear will, the spear will always strike your heart. Always. The only way to overcome it is through, like, um, precognitive skills. Or through plot armor, but, you know. Or a combination of both. Which is kind of how Saber avoids it, but, you know. She mm. kind of avoids a lot of bullshit because she's OP. Yeah. But I like the idea of Gabulk. It's a cool idea. And it just, it just looks sick as hell. Yeah. Um, It's probably another one that I'm... <sighs> I, just, I just realized I wasted the last however long you were talking because trying to remember the name of it and I realized oh wait that hasn't been in animation shit <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, it's a Star Wars blaster but we're, we're focusing on animation so mm -hmm. um shit mm. oh we the Sword of Omens. Sword of Omens is good, yeah. I, I, God, the Sword of Omens is so fucking cool. Yeah. We, we talked about that more, we talked about that the, that the other cats episode, um, how much we love the Sword of Omens. Yeah. Did I just say, th did I just say Thord of Omens? Uh, maybe a little bit. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Yep. Um. Um. Hmm. Oh, uh, Mike Chilton's uh, Chainsaw Staff yeah. from Motor City. 
Yeah, that thing rules. Yeah. Um. I mean, can I talk about ruby weapons? Sure. Yeah. Uh, Jingu Ryu Bang. Which one's that? Which is uh, it's Sun Wukong's weapon. It's a staff that turns into two nunchucks that are also guns. Oh. Gunchucks. Fun. Gunchucks are fun. It's, it's gunchucks, but it also has a three section staff. Yeah. It, um, are we then, are we calling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this qualifies, but Takamura's fists. <laughs> I mean, listen. If a professional boxer assaults someone outside of the ring, it is called an armed assault. I I guess. <laughs> oh um. I really like Tetsaiga. Tetsaiga's good, from Inu- yeah. From Inuyasha. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, God, what was Sashomaru's... Not this final sword. I, I, sec- I don't remember. Oh, Tokijin. Yeah, Tokijin was really cool. The one that was made from, uh... The fangs of the the demon that shattered Tetsaiga the first time. Yeah. I, I don't know you, you uh... In Yasha all that well. Well, we we're gonna we're gonna change that. Yeah, uh, I've tried like ten times to get through that series, well, and I mean, we'll avoid all the filler. Oh, I'm talking about the manga. <laughs> oh, I mean, I like I like Inuyasha. Yeah, no, no, no. I. It's fine. It is I the it. only thing other than like her two currently running series that I have not read all the way through. Uh, I, I'm a huge Rumiko Takahashi fan. I just, mm-hmm. for some reason, for some reason, those are hard. That one is hard. Um, and everything posted in Yasha has been diminishing returns for me as well. Fair enough. Um, um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean... I could mention freaking um one of Zoro's katanas uh Shusui. Mm. It's it's like black and the homon is red. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. That sort of fucking rules. Yeah. Uh it's also uh, also like a uh, Sandai Kitetsu, his one of his other swords where the homon is shaped like a flame. I remember. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, his current sword, he well, he got. I think he got rid of Shusui, but he, he for a long time his main swords were Wado Ichimonji, Shusui, and um, Sunday Kitetsu. Hmm. Uh, uh, this is another boring answer, and maybe it's a little bit of a joke, but uh, Grunkle Stan's uh, knuckle dusters. Huh. Uh, I just I just love a good pair of brass knuckles. I mean, fair enough. It's fair. <laughs> oh, um... Shit, what's his name? The Fishman from uh, Blo- Blood Blockade oh. Battlefront. Oh, a uh, frickin' uh... Shit, just, uh, it starts with a Z. Z. Yeah, Z. Um, his, his, uh, his trident? His blood trident, yeah. Yeah, that thing is pretty cool. I mean, you like brass knuckles. What about freaking um, uh, 
God, what was his name? It's a cross. That. I mean, yeah, but it's I know. a brass knuckle that's a cross. I know, but it's it's a cross. Yeah, but it's oh, fair. It, it's a bias I cannot get past. I, It's an issue, but yeah. Oh, speaking of crosses, hold on. How have I not mentioned... Vash's giant... No. Or not no, Vash's... Not, um, Wolfwood. Wolfwood, yeah. The, the, the Wolfwood's giant cross machine gun. Yeah. That thing is so fucking dumb and cool. Yeah. I love it. Or a gun grave, the, the coffin gun. Yeah. Man, that author's the best at making big dumb weapons. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember that action figure he made of the character that never showed up, where it was like he had a, a giant peacemaker, like a revolver. Yeah. But it and it and the action figure was like he was normal size, but the revolver was so big that you could hold it like a regular revolver. <laughs> And it had a handle and everything. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Uh, I don't... I mean... I'm trying to think if there's, there were any... Zanpato from Bleach that I really, really liked. Um... I liked Zenbon Zakura. Uh, Byakuya's... I'm... Zanpato. I'm of the... Unfortunate... Uh subgroup in Bleach who I think the only character in that show that's actually cool is uh, Kenpachi Zaraki because he he's a captain Listen. but he doesn't need a bunkai. He's just Listen. that fucking powerful. Well, spoiler alert. Oh. Gets it later. Okay, but he didn't need it up to that point. No, he didn't. That still makes him cooler than any other character in that show. Excuse you, Chad is right there. Chad is right there. Remember when okay. he punched that dude and he made the skull in the wall? Okay, let me let me let me rephrase. He's the coolest Shinigami in that show. Okay, I will I will concede that point. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, yeah. I, th I think that's. I, I, we'd have to. We'd just be humming and hawing forever. There here. was technically a Halo animated. Uh, okay, DVD. Now you're, okay, now you're. Now you're just. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm mostly like, when I start thinking about like my favorite weapons in media, it's all, like, Star Wars and video games. I mean. I wish I could say Rebellion, but here we are. Mm. From Devil May Cry. You I know what? Let, let's remove the restriction and just go all in. Okay, fine. It's Rebellion. Okay. Uh, mine... Rebellion fucking rules. Uh, I, I will keep it to fictional weapons, though, because I won't give my boring... Well, fuck it. I'll say it. It is a Springfield Model 1913 uh, bolt-action rifle. Don't know. It, it it was a plot element in a World War Two movie I watched when I was in middle school, and it's just always been in my head ever since. Uh, that enough. that's the boring answer. The true answer 
is uh, the DL-18 Heavy Blaster from Star Wars. Oh. Now, which blaster do you think that is? Um, no clue. It's the one Luke has in Return of the Jedi. That's weirdly specific. Yeah, it it has the um, the long barrel, and then the barrel has some embellishments on it, mm-hmm. like the end of the barrel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most people would say the DL forty four, Han's blaster, but I like the DL eighteen. God, you're such a fucking nerd. Yeah, I am. <laughs> um. I mean, I could go on about my favorite, like, weapons from mythology if we want to get real nerdy. Yeah, yeah. Um, like freaking Guan Yu's spear, the Quinlong Yuan Yue Dao. Oh, you want to get into just, like, real-world weapons real quick? Mm. Uh, Hold on, I need to look something up real quick. Because... Sorry. Quinlong Yuan Yue Dao. Don't, Sorry. don't. Don't try. Hey, I've... I, I mean... Just don't try, man. I already did. I already did it. Yeah. I wanted to actually give it the proper pronunciation. Attempted, anyway. I... My all-time favorite real-world sword type is the Dacian Falks. God, that's so specific. Uh, it, it's just a long two-handed curved sword from Dace, which is like modern day Romania. Mm -hmm. I was always a fan of the Shamshir myself. Shamshir's a good one, yeah. Uh, I've always liked the Kopesh. Yeah, the Kopesh is underrated. Yeah, um. Kopesh is cool. It. Uh, it, it, it's directly related to the Greek, uh, Kopis, which is actually a better design than the Kopesh, but, yeah. uh, just because you can see other swords like the Kopesh, the Kopis, um, mm-hmm. which is also known as a Falcata. I mean, there's, there's little differences between a Kopis and a Falcata, but you, yeah. you, you can see that same shape mirrored in the, uh, Gurkha Kukri. Knife. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've have also always been a fan of the partisan. The partisan is good. Yeah, just a real long pointy boy. Especially the, I mean, specifically the ones from like the um, uh, Renaissance uh, in Italy, the uh, very ceremonial looking ones. Yeah, yeah. God, we're such nerds. Uh, I've always liked the Japanese kanembo. Oh, you can you kanabo. Kanabo, yes, thank you. Yeah, the uh, the oni club. Yeah. Uh, always like that. I I love a good mace, and that that's a the, very good the, mace. The Naginata is underrated. The Naginata is very good too. Uh, I gotta say, my only issue with Ghost of Tsushima is that you don't really get to use any melee weapons other than a sword. Boo. Yeah, I was like, man, at least I can't... at least give me an Odachi. Yeah, uh, you get a katana and a tanto. Give me Tonfas. Well, now you're just getting into Neo. <laughs> I, I mean, I am. Yeah. But Tonfas are cool. Yeah. Tonfas are cool. Anyway. But I, I really anyway. just wanted Nakinata. Um, 
But yeah, anyway, uh, uh, but going back to fiction. Hopefully that, ans- hopefully that answers your question. You, you do know the real act. The real answer is a lightsaber, right? God, you're so predictable. I I mean that that's like fucking like, I duh. Get I I get it. No, I get it. Like I mean. No, I get it. I, I'm not. I, I'm. That was. That was just me busting your balls. Yeah, I mean, a lightsaber is the right answer. It is the best way. It can deflect other things. Only issue is, uh, in Star Wars, there are weapons known as slug throwers, which are basically what we would refer to as ballistic weapons, which is you know they shoot mm-hmm. bullets, uh, but they call them slugs. Much like if you were to fire, uh, you, you can get like solid shot rather than pellet shot for a shotgun, and those are referred to as slug ammunition. It's like that. Uh, I'm a, Not to be confused with slug terror. Yeah. I'm a weapons nerd, too, just so you know. Um, I mean, so am I, but it's mainly about swords. I'm a, I've always been a gun guy. Uh, I've, always been a, I've always been a bladed weapon man. I mean, I've also always been a swords guy. Uh, and a melee guy, and a blunt force trauma guy, but yeah, I'm a melee guy. Yeah, I I, I like I like guns too. Um, eh, I also I also strongly support gun control, though. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, don't me get too. it twisted. I'm, I'm, I yeah, totally. I love going to the range, and I I love shooting guns. I have no desire to ever shoot a living being or a living creature. Mm, hunting nope. does not. I, I I don't have hunting in me, but I love. I like to. F- I like the fish, but that's it. I don't like fish as food, so fishing is a waste for me. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to eat them. Then what's the fucking point? You catch the big fish. It's like, yeah, I struggled with this massive beast, and I did the thing, and I take the picture, and you put them back. Nah, fuck that. It's a waste of time. All right. Because the thing I don't like about fish is the smell of fish, so I still have to smell the fucking fish. If I catch well, it. <laughs> well. Okay, listen. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to shit on fishing as a hobby. It's just a waste of time for me personally, because I have nothing invested in it. Uh, I've I've said my I've said pretty much everything. Well, hold on. I, I just want to finish my lightsaber shtick. Um, yes. Lightsabers cannot deflect slugs because they're solid. Yes. What happened? And you'd think it would just disintegrate but no it turns it into hot molten lead and it burns the person on the other side yeah stupid idiot yeah um don't forget about dark steel oh do you mean beskar or do you mean um oh i forgot it, it it's with a c chick no hold on Chick alloy? No. Um. I fucking hate Star Wars sometimes, man. Star Wars is so fucking stupid. Cortosis. Wait, I thought Cortosis was like purely an armor thing. Cortosis weave. No, because if you look at the item descriptions in KOTOR, the swords are also made of Cortosis. God, I hate Star Wars. And that's why you can see... You can use swords even after becoming a Jedi and deflect lightsaber attacks. Yeah. 
Should just make him out of Mandalorian steel. Beskar and Cortosis are equally hard to find, but Cortosis was not hard to find before the Sith War. All right, now we're, we're okay. We we, we can't. Mm, we're in my realm yeah. now. We can't. We have to end this podcast. Mm, do we? Yes. You, you've given me power, and I will hold it. Uh, no. Okay. Uh, so yeah. yeah. We can we can talk about this off the podcast. Yeah, I'll I'll have a Star Wars podcast one day, where I get to just ramble about Star Wars. I'm sure. Um. But anyway. Uh, but anyway. That's where you can find the show. Yeah, that's where you can find the show. And thank you for submitting questions to the Tumblr. Yes. Maybe maybe give the email a purpose besides being the thing I used to sign up for Twitter. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, it's mainly just because I have a lot of followers on Tumblr and I reblog from the tum- from the, the thing. And it's like, hey, Fair enough. send us an ask. Fair enough. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at kaiju underscore emperor. K-A-I-J-U underscore E-M-P-E-R-O-R Kaiju underscore Emperor. You can also find me on Tumblr at Kaiju dash Emperor. It's about the same way. And, um, if you like D&D and you feel like uh, homebrew stuff for D&D, you can also find me on my other side blog, Kai's Tome, K-A-I-S-T-O-M-E, where I make, uh, homebrew D&D stuff and other tabletop things. Alright, that it? Yep, that's it for me. Alright, and if you want to get a hold of me, God forbid, uh, you can find me on Twitter at at R-A-D-I-C-A-L-H-O-N-C-H-O. That's at Radical Honcho. Uh, you can find me... Actually, that's it. Yeah. I don't have... That's it. Yeah. Uh, I still have a Twitch, but streaming is on hold for the moment. Uh... Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh, that's it. So, until next time, don't be a jackass. Bye. Over there? I guess. Bum, 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 bum.